Sometimes I go out kissing This is Georgia State University Panthers football. And they're going to fake the handoff. A lot of green grass. Granger 30, 25, 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Darren Granger and the Georgia State Panthers. It's the Panthers pregame show. A look ahead at today's game. Now, the voice of the Panthers, Dave Cohen. Well, looking to slam the door shut on a two-game losing skid, Georgia State football's back on the field here this afternoon at Center Park Credit Union Stadium as they welcome the Appalachian State Mountaineers into the stadium on Senior Day, the final home game of the regular season. The Panthers looking to bounce back from last Saturday's listless 42-14 loss to the Dukes of James Madison. Georgia State now 6-3 overall, 3-3 in Sunbelt Conference play. Meanwhile, Appalachian State comes into Atlanta 5-4. They bring a two-game winning streak into town. The Mountaineers have back-to-back wins over Southern Miss and Marshall. It's the 10th meeting all-time for Georgia State and Appalachian State. Hi again, Panther fans, and welcome to the Panther pregame show. Our countdown to kickoff. Dave Cohen along with Harper LaBelle, engineer Rick Shaw, studio producer Jeff Walker. Not expecting a huge crowd. It's cold. It is rainy. Not great football weather if you're sitting in the stands. I know, Harper, some guys love to play in this kind of weather. You played at Colorado State, probably played in it quite a bit. But above and beyond that, Georgia State's got to come out and play a better football game, regardless of whether the sun is out, it's cloud coverage. they got to play better than they did last Saturday and the prior Thursday at Georgia Southern. Well, with the ties to Appalachian State that we have here with Sean Elliott, with Charlie Cobb, and some of the others that have been on the staff that are very familiar with Appalachian State, this is a game, no matter what, you're going to circle it on the calendar as soon as the schedule comes out. An important ball game for a couple reasons, Dave. One, because of obvious Sunbelt implications, but we've never beaten this team before. We'll talk about that throughout. And if we have a chance to do it, it's this the best Georgia State team that I think we've ever put on the field against one of the weaker Appalachian State. Don't get me wrong. They're a good football team, App State is. They always have been. But this is not the strongest team that they've put out there in the last decade or so. A Georgia State football team that heading into Georgia Southern had been averaging about 32 points a game. Harper, if you look back over the last 10 quarters, really since the second half at Louisiana Lafayette, Georgia State has been outscored 96-41, to 41, and the defense has spent a lot of time on the field. Yeah, the, the time of possession has been way out of our favor as well as the score. So offensively, you know, we want to take the ball right down the field. We want to win the coin toss. Remember that second half, we, we first possession of the second half, we get the ball all the way down to the four-yard line. It's first and goal, and we ended up getting an incomplete pass and a missed field goal out of all of the effort that we made and it seemed like we've been lifeless since then tough uh, last week against james madison they're a very good football team they stayed undefeated for a reason but uh, offensively hopefully we get to just get the ball from the get-go uh, from the opening kick and, and are able to surge here offensively just to recap james madison with the win last week 567 total yards they ran 83 plays to georgia state's 48 time of possession james madison 42 minutes 26 seconds georgia state's offense was only on the field for 17 minutes and 34 seconds yeah, they you more can't than, win a game like they that. they more than doubled the time that's just one of those stats i know there's a few that you and i have had over the years that you know we've looked at first downs we've looked at third down percentage but 
that sticks out like a sore thumb. And uh, obviously the Panther offense, if you're scoring, it doesn't matter, right? If you're if you got 60 points and you've only used 19 minutes of clock time, that's one thing. But we struggled last week. Georgia State and Appalachian State here from Center Park Credit Union Stadium. Hopefully the sun will peek out, if at all possible, from behind the clouds. Not sure if that'll be the case. The lights are already on here. There's a light drizzle, and the temperatures are somewhere in and around the mid-50s. Appalachian State coming off a win over Marshall last week, 31-9. to And uh, they beat Southern Miss back on the 28th of October, 48-38. The only reason I say that is 48-31. and App State right now offensively the last two ball games are clicking. Well, and and Marshall isn't the same team that played last year and Southern Miss is what? They've only won one or two ball games. Referee mic test. Thank you, sir. Appreciate the referee getting uh in a pregame show. That's Wayne Winkler. Uh but back to the question at hand, you know, we beat Marshall as well, so I I don't you know, that transitive property doesn't always work with me, but long story short is um they're capable of scoring, and they're moving the ball so much better than they did earlier in the season, and that is one of the things that worries me about these Mountaineers. Joey Aguilar, the Mountaineer quarterback, 63% completion rate. He has thrown for 23 touchdowns. He was the backup before the starting quarterback went down with an injury, and we could see as many as five running backs, Caden uh I mean, Nate Noel, Anderson Castle, Kanye Roberts, Mikel Hayward, and Amani Marshall. They they really have depth, maybe some of the best depth at running back in the Sun Belt that we've seen. Yeah, Castle, Castle doesn't get a whole lot of carries, and Marshall only has 14. But Noel was their all-everything guy at the beginning of the year, and he's averaging about 5.2. He's got four touchdowns. You mentioned Roberts. He's got three touchdowns. Aguilar, the quarterback, he's got two, so they do distribute the ball quite a bit offensively, and they want to have different guys touching it, keeping guys fresh, much like what we were last year, but this year it's obviously been Marcus Carroll and him only. Darren Granger, 66% completion rate, just over 1,800 yards, 12 touchdowns. Darren's rushed for 551 yards and seven rushing touchdowns. Marcus Carroll, 210 carries. 1,093 yards. He averages 5.2 yards a rush, 12 touchdowns. But I think is the season catching up to Marcus Carroll a little bit, being really the one and only guy to carry the football other than Darren. Yeah, you wonder if his legs are as strong now as they were back in August and September when the season was first beginning. But um, he, he's been the really the, the, the battering ram that we've used the whole season his production, 5.2, as you mentioned, per, per carry, that's phenomenal. And uh, especially at this level, he's doing a great job, and hopefully he's fresh enough to get another 120-plus. That's what he's averaging, 121 per game. Um, 140, 160 would be fantastic. Against, remember last year when we were up there, we couldn't run between the tackles. Yeah, We struggled, and then they ran everything. They only ran in between the tackles. So there's going to be some uh, changes that will need to be made here today for us to be successful. On the injury front, no Kevin Swint today. He is out. Elbow injury. Jakaius Cradle, Bob Murphy tells me, is close, but more than likely will not play today. Freddie Brock, the other running back who I thought was going to have a bigger role, Bob tells me he's a game-time decision, but he's only got three carries on the season to begin with. Well, you mentioned the elbow. I'm thinking Kevin Swint, but remember his foot last week. He barely put any pressure on it, so if it's his elbow, I'm actually glad that it's not his foot 
in, in terms of, you know, oh, I thought it was something else that could have been worse. But, um, yes, we will miss him desperately, him and all the sacks that he's had this season. Elbow was in a sling late in the week in practice. So, yeah, he will not I'm not be a, a doctor, but I play one on TV. That's not good. Yes, you do. Well, yeah. we got Georgia State and Appalachian State here from Center Park Stadium in Atlanta. And coming up on our Panther pregame show, countdown to kickoff as we continue previewing today's game between the Panthers and Mountaineers. Again, it's senior day here. We're going to talk to cornerback Bright Keyes Brown. He had a big interception in the James Madison game last week and unable to talk to Coach Elliott this week, so we will sit down with defensive coordinator Chad Staggs and preview this afternoon's ball game. Coming up after this two-minute timeout, it's Bright Keyes Brown. Senior Day here at Center Park Credit Union Stadium as right now Senior Day festivities have just begun. Again, we'll talk to one of them, Bright Keith Brown, coming up after this two-minute timeout here on the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Is GNN the Georgia Network? Are you tired of it yet? All those Medicare plan mailers flooding your mailbox? All those Medicare TV commercials you're seeing night and day? Well, good news. Clover Health can save you from all that noise with three simple words of advice. Dare to compare. Just compare Clover Health to other Medicare plans and you can ignore their mailers and TV spots because you'll quickly see that the Clover Health Medicare plan gives you more benefits and more savings. You get $1,250 a year for dental, $240 a year for over-the-counter items, plus big savings on prescriptions. There's no monthly premium and most Clover benefits have a $0 copay. Check out our Live Healthy PPO Medicare Advantage plan at CloverHealth.com. You may like your current Medicare plan, but the Clover Health Medicare plan could give you more. Dare to compare. Clover Health is a preferred provider organization and a health maintenance organization with a Medicare contract. Enrollment depends on contract renewal. There's no obligation to enroll. Benefits vary by plan. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, Wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody. Featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. Hi, I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. Georgia temperatures change like the score in a closed game. Let us help you be prepared for any season. This fall, install a new Train XV18 True Comfort Variable Speed Air Conditioner and receive a free Halo LED Induct Air Purifier. Give us a call at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us online at conditionedairsystems.com. Comfort you can feel, quality you can trust. Dave Cohen back here at Center Park Credit Union Stadium. Our Panther pregame show countdown to kickoff continues. It's Appalachian State Week, Georgia State, final home game in senior day as they get ready to take on the Mountaineers of Appalachian State. This guy had a big play defensively last week in the uh, James Madison game, the interception, and that is veteran Bright Keese Brown. Thanks for joining us. Tough loss. How's practice been this week as uh, we get ready for the Mountaineers of Appalachian State? Uh, definitely a tough loss, but this week practice has been energized uh, in a refocus week, so we're just trying to lock in on app and just trying to take it one and this week. 
All right, as much as you can tell me, because I know that head coach Sean Elliott was mad as five Hornets on the radio post game with us before he went into the locker room. What was that locker room like after that game uh, last Saturday? Um, everyone was down. You know, it was, it was a tough loss. We didn't we didn't expect to play like that. So everyone felt the same way. We, we felt like we were all disappointed. We knew we could have played a lot better, and we just got to execute better. So it was it was just a tough locker room moment. You know, everyone was quiet, and everyone just had to refocus the, what we had to do for this week. Any idea? why a game like that comes about you've played this game at all different levels and you're not going to win every game and you're not going to lose every game but that game seemed devoid of energy it's almost like the energy just evaporated out of the stadium and it affected us more so than anybody else oh uh, yeah you know games sometimes are tough you know you just got to find a way to fight through and push through you know you got to come out here and just try to find your own juice sometimes and find your juice and just try to play for one another and just compete just try to f- find a win it's kind of tough, though. Our offense only had the football a little over 17 minutes the entire ball game. That meant you guys, defensive, the defensive players, were on the field almost 43 minutes out of that entire football game. That's going to take its toll as the game wears on. Most definitely, it definitely takes its toll. But as a defense, we got, we, we take pride on trying to be dominant, so we got to get out, get out, get them off the field earlier. So that that comes to us too, and falls on us as well. So we got to get them off the field and get offense the ball so they can be on the field longer. A lot of chatter in the locker room about regrouping and, and resetting this week? Most definitely. Everybody just had to refocus, relock in. We got app this week. We've never been in app. So, it, you know, there's a lot of nevers that, that never happened that happened this year. So that's another thing that we're trying to check off the list this year. What have you seen from Appalachian State? Again, this is a team that we have not yet been able to beat. We've come close. Uh, they're not quite the Appalachian State that they were when they first came in the Sunbelt Conference, but we know they're still a pretty good football team. It's a it's a longer established program up there in Boone. Um, I see that App State, they like to pass the ball a little bit more this year, but I know like they watched the game plan from last year. They ran the ball well on us, so I already know they're going to try to come with both. It's probably start off with a little bit of run, then switch it up with a little bit of pass. Probably have the run set up to pass type of type of scheme but you know app's still gonna be app at the end of the day we just gotta go out there and execute our jobs you know you kind of see the same thing i mean when it comes to game plans as i always say there's only three things bright keys you can do with a football well in your case you can intercept it as you did against james madison you can run with it you can pass it or you can kick it and we know when we're kicking it so how do you know and i know plays are signaled in but do you get a feeling when you're out there uh with what's working uh as to whether or not you want to go on the ground or put it in the air Um, i mean and i know you're looking at it from the defensive standpoint. Um, depends on scenarios. Like right then, when I caught the interception, it was second and one, so they felt like they could have take a shot right there, especially after a play they just had before that timeout for them to review it against JMU. So like, it all depends on like where where you get your first down play, wherever that sets you up as. If it first round, first down sets you up well, then second down probably looking for a pass. If it's second and one or second and short, and if it's third down, maybe you're gonna go go into a run to get the first down and reset the downs for you. Again, talking to Bryce East Brown here at Center Park Stadium tonight. Georgia State, Appalachian State, actually this afternoon, uh, going to meet here. Uh, this will be uh, the tenth meeting between these two teams. Again, the Panthers looking for that first win. What a great way to be able to bounce back if we can play well after what happened the last two weeks. And this is a team that got off to a great start. Was four and zero, but it's a long season, as you know. And there are ups and there are downs. We just got to get out of this down. It's definitely ups and downs throughout the season, but it's adversity makes the toughest so you you, you got to just find a way to fight through this and we will we'll come out victorious at the end of, at the end of this so we'll be good all right from a defensive standpoint uh you know again as you and i talked about all season going back to media day you know what you're looking at from behind uh you know is one of the corners um you know how do you see that a play developing like for example james madison how how, how do you see a lot of those plays developing and 
it forces you into a reaction, for example, as you said, with your interception? Uh, pre-snap, I just try to read my keys. I try to locate, like, whether I'm in the zone, whether the back is to my side or whether the back's away. Little things like that just try to give me a point of what could possibly happen on the on the down. And I try to read high-hat, low-hat by offensive linemen because that's instantly going to let me know if it's pass or run because if they're down blocked, then I know it's run. If it's high-hat, then it's pass. So little keys like that and little takeaways on tendencies from receivers, the way they want to get off the ball, just shows me whether it's pass or run. Okay, again, senior day here, and that's always a big day. Definitely a big day, for sure. Got family coming out. It's going to be exciting. Got to get the win for the fans. Yeah. Does it does it hit you at a certain point that it's senior day? Uh, definitely. It hit me this week. I was sitting there like, dang, I've been here for so long. It's, it's kind of crazy, but I enjoyed every moment here. All right, when you look back, what are one or two of the highlights? Uh, and, again, hopefully you'll have another highlight with a win today here at the stadium. But when you look back at your time at Georgia State, what's one or two of the things that, that kind of stand out? Uh, definitely beating Tennessee and then the last Louisiana win just because the way it went out, it was just a crazy finish. So uh, props to Gavin Pringle for calling, uh, calling game out there. So huge thanks to Gavin for him joining the team this year and being the playmaker for us. All right, appreciate it. It's been great having you here. Hopefully we'll talk uh, before the end of the season, and let's get out of here with a W today. Let's do it. Thank you. All right, I want to thank Bright Keith Brown joining us on our Panther pregame show countdown to kickoff. Georgia State, Appalachian State. We'll talk to head football coach Sean Elliott coming up after this two-minute timeout. From Center Park Stadium in Atlanta, this is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Lusop Kia Incoming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia Incoming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia Incoming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. Whether you're a recent graduate, a young alumni, or an older alum, stay connected to your alma mater by becoming involved with the Georgia State University Alumni Association. The Alumni Office offers a wide variety of programs and services to keep you in touch, informed, and involved. Associate Vice President Christina Million. Among our signature programs throughout the year, the Distinguished Alumni Awards, 40 Under 40 Honors, GSU Cares Day of Service, the Young Alumni Summit, as well as our Life Membership Program. Representing nearly 285,000 alumni across Georgia and across the globe, the Alumni Association is here to serve, engage, and enhance the GSU community. Connect with us online at alumni.gsu.edu or call the Alumni Office at 404-413-2190. Glory FM. Our Panther pregame show countdown to kickoff continuing here this afternoon from Center Park Stadium, Georgia State, and the Mountaineers of Appalachian State. 
Time now to preview today's game. Sitting in for head coach Sean Elliott is defensive coordinator Chad Staggs. Coach, great to have you on the pregame and uh, a rough couple of weeks for Georgia State. It's been a good week of practice from what I can tell, but from your standpoint, uh, how have things gone this week as we get ready for what is senior day and the final home game of the regular season, which is hard to believe it's the final home game of the regular season. Season feels like at times it's flown by. Yeah, I appreciate you for having me. Um, it's been a it was a rough week and a rough weekend, rough game day for us uh, fans, uh, players, coaches, all the way around. Kind of got our tails kicked, as Coach said in his press conference. Um, and so we didn't play play very well. Uh, we didn't tackle very well defensively. We didn't execute. Uh, he'll probably tell you that we execute very well in offense. So all the way around, it was a it was a beatdown. So coming off that is how you respond to it, and and this group. Is, is played hard and loved football and practiced really well, and, and they really responded well. Coach gave them a Monday off from practice. I thought we needed to get a little fresher, thought we were tired. And they came back Tuesday and Wednesday and had some of the best practices we've had. So I think they'll be ready to play this game. Uh, it's a big game to them. Hadn't beaten them. I've heard that for – you know, this whole week, which I kind of said, well, I don't take that approach because I have been on the other side of that. And um, I took the approach uh, defensively. It's like, I don't care who they are. We're going to smack them in the mouth. And I think that's how you play them defensively is you got to match their physicality. And that's been a big emphasis. Um, and so I hope we, you'll see a group out there trying to smash some faces in is, is, the, is the plan this week. Smash mouth football, as they used to call it. I'm not saying this is an excuse, but coming out of Louisiana – short week to get ready for Georgia Southern who's sitting down there lying in wait and that was a tough game and then you come back you've got the extra couple of days to get ready for James Madison and one thing coach alluded to in his post-game press conference was the lack of energy and almost like the lack of excitement do you think some of that caught up with us a little bit uh you know the the, the way the schedule was those those previous three weeks you know, I, I don't really want to make an excuse for that. It is what it is. We saw the schedule. We got to be ready to go. I mean, was it tough on them? Sure. Um, you know, I took the approach if I I didn't want to overjuice them going into the game because I I felt they would be really juiced up to play a nationally ranked team and and stuff like that. So maybe that's on me. Maybe I didn't pull the right strings to get them emotionally there. But they we did not play uh, speaking defensively. Uh, like we normally do we play hard we play excited we play to have fun and and play physical and I didn't feel like that was the case early we hung in there missed some tackles I think we could have played better Um, but you know uh, it's not an excuse we know the schedule it is what it is everybody's got those issues and and hopefully we made a little bit of adjustment this week to to get a little fresher Again, talking to defensive coordinator Chad Staggs here in our Panther pregame show update he's sitting in for coach Sean Elliott Georgia State's looking to obviously bounce back from James Madison, Appalachian State, uh, coming off a 31-9 win over Marshall. They've now won two straight, so you got two teams. This really is a collision uh, between uh, Georgia State and, Mar- and, uh, and Appalachian State. And again, you've been in the league now a number of years. As you've watched film and as you guys get ready for Appalachian State, what are they doing the last two weeks that maybe they weren't doing as well out of the gate? I don't know, um, to be honest with you. It's probably been more on the defensive side, just looking at the scores. Maybe they were doing some things a little better defensively. But offensively, they, they're one of the top offenses in the league. Uh, you know, I mean, everybody knows App State. they got good running backs in their zones and outside zones, and they've done a good job of taking shots. Uh, so just speaking from them offensively, they've kind of executed pretty well all year. Um, defensively, maybe they've made a few adjustments and have been able to, to get, get off the field. 
You know, the other thing, too, is, I, is the, you know, I do my preparation, you do your preparation to show you how tough the Sunbelt East is. And correct me if I'm wrong, it seems like every week as I'm doing prep work, when you look up how many points this team in the East is averaging, I don't think I've come across a team in the East yet that's averaging under 30 points a game, which from a defensive standpoint makes it a little bit more of a challenge because all of these teams in the Sunbelt East have fantastic offenses. Yeah, I mean, everybody's got good quarterbacks, you know, and – uh, when you got a good quarterback, it's kind of the name of the game. You know, the Lafayette quarterback was a little younger and inexperienced, and you, it showed up a little bit in that game. But uh, the East is, you know, it's the SEC of G5, you know. Um, it's every week you got to be on your toes. You can't have an emotional letdown like last week. And uh, and it's, it's there's no cake, cupcakes in this in this league, especially in this side. And so you better be ready to go every week. All right, quick scouting report. I'm not sure how much you can comment. Joey Aguilar, the transfer from uh, Diablo Valley Community College, he's got a completion rate 63%. He's thrown 23 touchdowns against six interceptions this year. Uh, What have you seen from him? He can run a little bit. He averages about four yards every time he tucks it and runs. He's a very good player. He is a true dual threat. He's not as fast of a quarterback as some of the ones we saw earlier in the year, but he's big, he's physical. Uh, they're going to put the ball in his hands in some short yardage situations and let him make decisions to throw it and run it. Um, and when he the change because he wasn't the starter early, so I went back and watched all the way, um, you know, to the beginning of the season, and I can see why he hasn't given the job up, you know, because he was playing better than maybe uh, the starter was. Uh, I thought anyway from uh, watching the tape. So they found him a quarterback. Uh, this is the first time you've really went against a, an App State team that doesn't have a uh, a seasoned veteran quarterback in a while. Uh, but he's playing at a high level, so that's not going to affect it. Uh, this first time in App State, you haven't had those big tackles. Those big tackles have been in the league a long time, so they're, they're new tackles this year. Um, so he's a good player, and they got explosive receivers on the outside, and they got really good skill uh, at running back. Yeah, Caden Robinson, Deshaun Davis, Christian Horn, and Milan Tucker, their top four targets. I'm told we could see any one of five running backs, starting with Nate Noel, obviously Kanye Roberts, and Anderson Castle, a team that, uh, as you know, historically has been a good team running the football. Yeah, I mean, they they haven't changed, right? They always got a stable of running backs. They rotate them in there. Um, You know, I think Noel is the best one, uh, and but – uh, I mean, you, it ain't going to really change game plan-wise who's in the game. And uh, we got to do a good job of tackling this week because we didn't do a great job of it last week. And we got to get to the ball. we got to get hats to the ball to get them on the ground. All right, Coach, appreciate it. Appreciate you sitting in for Coach Elliott. And uh, as Coach and I always say, let's get out of Center Park Stadium with a W today. Yep, looking forward to it. Go Panthers. All right, I want to thank defensive coordinator Chad Staggs joining us for a few minutes on our Panther pregame show countdown to kickoff. Again, Georgia State and Appalachian State here from the stadium. We're back with the starting lineups and the opening kickoff from Atlanta. Following this two-minute timeout, this is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Not a lot of reasons to be here, like when the forecast calls for storms. Mimi, I'm scared. I'm here. These moments are why we're here. At Georgia Heart Institute, our breakthroughs in artificial intelligence could accurately predict heart problems decades in advance. So you can make plans today to be where you're needed tomorrow. Hear that? They're just bowling in the sky. (laughs) Really? The future of heart care. We're leading Georgia there. Georgia Heart Institute. Every year, millions of people find a health plan at healthcare.gov during open enrollment. They enjoy more doctor visits. Say ah. Pick up prescriptions. Thanks. And find the care they need. 
With the new law, four out of five customers can find a plan for $10 a month or less with financial help. Enroll by December 15th for coverage starting January 1st. Healthcare.gov is here for millions, like you. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Are you tired of it yet? All those Medicare plan mailers flooding your mailbox? All those Medicare TV commercials you're seeing night and day? Well, good news. Clover Health can save you from all that noise with three simple words of advice. Dare to compare. Just compare Clover Health to other Medicare plans and you can ignore their mailers and TV spots because you'll quickly see that the Clover Health Medicare plan gives you more benefits and more savings. You get $1,250 a year for dental, $240 a year for over-the-counter items, plus big savings on prescriptions. There's no monthly premium and most Clover benefits have a $0 copay. Check out our Live Healthy PPO Medicare Advantage plan at CloverHealth.com. You may like your current Medicare plan, but the Clover Health Medicare plan could give you more. Dare to compare. Clover Health is a preferred provider organization and a health maintenance organization with a Medicare contract. Enrollment depends on contract renewal. There's no obligation to enroll. Benefits vary by plan. The most positive Glory FM. Getting ready for Georgia State and Appalachian State here on Senior Day at Center Park Credit Union Stadium. Starting lineups coming up in just a second. Right now, stations on our radio network. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. From Atlanta, this is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. This is Georgia State head coach Sean Elliott. You're listening. This is WGTJ Murrayville Gainesville and W248DL Murrayville Gainesville. All right, starting lineup for Sean Elliott's Georgia State Panthers today. When the Panthers are on offense on that offensive line, the left tackle will be Travis Glover, left guard Jonathan Brown. The center is Avery Reese, the right guard Trevor Timmons, and the right tackle Montavious Cunningham. Darren Granger, your starting quarterback, Marcus Carroll, the starting running back, Amon Green at tight end, your receivers, Robert Lewis, Talik Williams, and Jakari Carter. Defensively, the defensive ends, Javon Dennis and Anthony Bloom, Henry Bryant, the nose guard, the outside linebackers, Shamar McCullum again, no Kevin Swint today. Inside linebackers, John Trey Hunter and Justin Abraham, the safeties, Ty G. Leach and Jeremiah Johnson, the stars, Ronald Cooper and Bryce Brown and Gavin Pringle are the corners. Liam, Rob, uh, Liam Rickman will be handling the place kicking. Cade Loggins will do the punting. Braden McAllister will handle the kickoffs. And Sean Elliott, Georgia State's head football coach in his seventh season. Appalachian State led by quarterback Joey Aguilar and running back Nate Noel. Sean Clark is the head coach of the Mountaineers. 11 seniors on this Georgia State football team today, and some of them heavy lifters. Yeah, when they uh, announced the names of the guys, you see Darren Granger, Glover, Ravery Reese, John Trey Hunter and Jordan Venziel are just a few that I picked out. I <laughs> go, oh, I wish you guys weren't leaving. I do that every year. You know, you guys had a great career while you were here, and all the best to you in your future. You still got a couple games to play, but uh, thank you for all that you've done to the program. Here's a coin flip. Coin toss at midfield. You've won the toss. You want to defer? Which way do you want to kick? Stay right where you are. App State has won the toss and will defer their option to the second half. Georgia State will receive to start the game. So there you hear it, Appalachian State. As Harper said, that is referee Wayne Winkler. Appalachian State wins the coin toss. And they will defer 
which means Georgia State's offensive unit's going to be out there right from the get-go. That might be a good thing. Yeah, we've wanted that all season long, get our offense out there. We like to play fast, especially early in the ball game. We like to do some things that, uh, from a formation standpoint, are a little original and force defenses to think on their feet. Uh, we try to expose weaknesses when we see them. And the last couple of weeks, we have lost the coin toss, or at least have not started with the football. So uh, we get it back again here, even though it's a deferment by uh, Appalachian State. We'll get the ball first. And uh, the guys are ready. They're on the sideline. We're jumping up and down. They're jumping. The only ones not jumping up and down are Dave and I and Rick. We're going to add Rick into that, too. Georgia Powers, the official energy sponsor of Georgia State Athletics and Georgia State Football. More about new ways to stay connected at georgiapower.com. Black pants, black jerseys, white numerals, blue helmets for Georgia State. And all in white for the visiting Mountaineers. White pants, white jerseys, black numerals, white helmets. Michael Hughes handling the kickoffs. Wearing number 99 for the Mountaineers. This is the 10th meeting all time, as I said at the top of the broadcast. Georgia State has yet to pick up a win in the series. Yeah, it's uh, about time, right? It's not a rivalry until both teams have at least one win. And we're still waiting for our first. But uh, we got our first win against Louisiana earlier in the year. We beat Marshall for the first time. So a couple of Sun Belt victories have helped put us back into the into the race as and i hope today will be a trifecta the third time in the same season where we get a first against a sunbelt opponent all right here's the kick from michael hughes talik williams is back deep this is going to be a line drive kick it'll bounce inside the 10 talik is going to let it go into the end zone it will roll out the back of the end zone and the ball will come out to the 25 you you on a bright sunshiny dry day you might try to feel that and try to return it on a day like today where the football is wet and you've got drizzle and it's cold not a good idea Yeah, and when the field you don't you just don't know how it it, it until until you get out there you don't know how slippery it is if the, if the surface is is real oily and you slip and fall down or whether it's going to be playing just like it were dry well we're going to find out here panthers get all in the right hash they're going from right to left across your radio dial all right here's the first snap granger talibs goes in motion there's the snap to Darren, two steps back. He's going to dump it off. It's going to be caught, and it's going to be Marcus Carroll at just across the 25 up to the... Maybe a yard. Maybe, yeah, a, maybe a yard, yeah. yeah. Second down and nine coming up here after the first play. Well, the setup for the screen here just to the left-hand side, allowing the rushers to get past uh, the offensive line. Now they're going to run it with Marcus Carroll in between the tackles. Georgia State had not had a lot of luck running in between the tackles at Georgia Southern or at home against James Madison. Yeah. That'll be a pickup of three, call it third down at six, and they'll place the ball at the 29-yard line. Panthers will go with an empty backfield, three wide to the right, two here to the near side. Snap on the way to Darren, left hash, trying to draw Appalachian State off sides. They've got three down linemen, a rush edge. Well, on both sides. Six in the box. Yep. Snap on the way to Darren. Here it is. Granger going to look to throw. Screen pass far side, and App State was on it. ASAP Andrew Parker Jr., who's their leading tackler, picks yeah. up his 77th tackle of the season. He was kind of in the box and then out. As soon as the ball was snapped, he read that as if he knew the play were coming, and uh, a loss of six. On that, we end up netting balls back to the 24-yard line. We started at the 25, so 
a weak start there by the Panther offense here against a team that we need to beat. And you know I'm not a big fan of those screen passes. No, you're not a fan of a lot of things, but that's one of the least of which you're Kate, a, not a fan of. Cade Loggins will punt the football. It'll bounce just inside the 45, take a Georgia State bounce inside the 35, inside the 30, inside the 25 to the 21-yard line. Turns out to be a pretty nice punt there by Cade Loggins, unofficially 54 yards. And with 13 minutes, 13 seconds to go first quarter, we're going to see Joey Aguilar. And we'll see if it's Nate Noel come out onto the field for the Appalachian State offense. It will be Nate Noel, the junior running back out of Miami. 139 carries, five yards a rush, four rushing touchdowns. Georgia State's defensive unit on the field for the first time. They were on the field quite a bit last week, as you may remember, against James Madison. Here's the snap to Aguilar. Quick snap, play action. Aguilar going to look to throw, got a man down the middle, and it's oh. almost picked by Brykees Brown. Christian Horn was the intended receiver, the junior from Columbia, South Carolina. Boy, it's nice to see Aguilar just step up in the pocket and let it go. The ball was in the air for about 30 yards, and it was very interesting to see how Christian Horn couldn't find it initially. He slows up, and it hits Brykees Brown, who's trailing him in his back shoulder, kind of in, in the elbow area is where it ended up hitting him, but uh, that could have been a pick. Second down at 10, 21-yard line again. And they're going to go ahead and run the football. Nate Noel off left tackle. They have lost a yard on the yeah. play. Taiji Leach did a great job of getting to the line of scrimmage and crossing it and hitting Noel at about the thigh, just you know, up above the knee and knocking him down for a couple-yard of loss there. They ended up losing about two. Third, to the 19. third down and 12 from the 19. Ty G, one of the 11 seniors on the field, honored today before the ball game. Out of Lehigh. Tight end goes in motion to the far side. That's 87, Eli Wilson. Snap on the way, Aguilar. Three down lineman for Georgia State. Aguilar going to look to throw the football. Pocket collapses. He's going to roll out here to the near side. He will throw on the run. Got a man. It's caught. And dragged back the other way is Caden Robinson, the redshirt junior transfer from the University of Central Florida. Nowhere near the first down marker. And Appalachian State forced to punt the football. Boy, he got popped as he let go of the ball. That was number 10, Henry Bryant, who hits Aguilar right in the chin. Man, he knocked him down hard. And the completion there, far short, as Dave said, of the first down. They need... They got about seven, but uh, they still need another five. Mitchell Lake on to punt the football. Pressure coming. Jakari Carter signaling for the fair catch. Back steps just inside the 35-yard line at the 34, although they may place it at the 35. And that's where Darren Granger and Georgia State's offensive unit will start with their second possession. We're scoreless with 11.43 to go. First quarter here in Atlanta. Georgia State, Appalachian State. Red Hats on the field. First media timeout. We'll take it with them. Back in 60 seconds right here on the Georgia State Football Radio Network. So Hi, I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. Georgia temperatures change like the score in a closed game. Let us help you be prepared for any season. This fall, install a new Train XV18 True Comfort Variable Speed Air Conditioner and receive a free Halo LED Induct Air Purifier. Give us a call at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us online at conditionedairsystems.com. Comfort you can feel, quality you can trust. 
When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody, featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. Radio station for Georgia State football. Now back to Atlanta with David Harper. Scoreless Georgia State and Appalachian State here at Center Park Stadium in a cold, rainy Atlanta. Today's game presented by Center Park Credit Union, proud sponsor of Georgia State Athletics and Center Park Credit Union Stadium. Center Park, a community-minded credit union. Well, some folks want to know why I can't be at two places at once. How come you can't be at two places at once, Dave? Georgia State basketball playing on the road again today. They are up in lovely Kalamazoo, Michigan. They're at halftime right now at Western Michigan. Western, yeah. And they're in the locker room with a 40-29 to lead over Western Michigan. Over the Broncos. We yep. were in Kalamazoo. Where do we eat that night? We had uh, that, that was, was pretty, pretty good. We yeah. had some good food. It, yeah, that's the place. Didn't you run into some guy from Colorado State? No, he was we, Colorado. We, he was a CU guy. Uh, we were already on our dessert before you finally got to the table. Yeah, well, Sam was uh, enjoying uh, the, <laughs> the the cereal bowl. Remember the high schools? Yeah. They got uh, uh, the Kellogg's Company and then, I guess, the uh, Post people. Um, they, they have rival high schools, and they were playing each other. All right, again, we're scoreless here with 11.43 to go. Georgia State and Appalachian State, 10th meeting all-time. Here's Darren Granger starting out close to the right hash. Marcus Carroll in the backfield. Two wideouts now, three wideouts here to the near side. They're going to run the football with Marcus Carroll. He'll run off right tackle up across the 25. I mean, make that the 35, and he's going to make it to about the 38-and-a-half-yard line. They're going to give him four on the run, second and six coming up from the 39. They will run it again with Marcus Carroll straight up the middle. Boy, a nice tackle there by E.J. Jackson, just kind of diving and getting in front of Marcus, taking his knees out from under him. He falls forward, gets it to the 42-yard line, so it'll be third and three. Snap coming up on third down to Granger. Here it is. And they're going to go ahead and give it to him again. He runs into a wall and did Man. not get to the first down nope. marker. I don't believe he's going to be shy by about at least a yard. And that's going to bring up fourth down and one. If they place the football where I think they're going to place it, and that's what it's going to be. It looks like Sean Elliott's going to decide to go with it. Well, we're bringing in Amon Green at tight end. And... Fourth down to the yard. Johnson also. Yep, from the 44-yard line. Trying to find a weakness. Let's make something happen here, guys. Oh, drove someone upside. They yep. did it. Free play. free play. Granger going to fire the football down here on the near side. It's Kadarius oh, Thompson had it in his hands and How dropped it. not call interference on that? Tyrek Funderburg. It is so dog. Oh, my goodness. Senior transfer from Richmond on the coverage. Nonetheless, the penalty flags on movement on that defensive line Outside, there by App State. Defense, number 90, was in the neutral zone at the snap. That five-yard penalty results in a first down. So good news there for Georgia State. Panthers right to left across your radio dial here in the opening quarter from Atlanta. 10.26 to go. Trying to jump out early here on Appalachian State. Well, I'm still burned about that, how that couldn't be defensive pass interference but i'll take the first down balls at the 49 let's go panthers granger shotgun again and they're going to go ahead and run it with marcus carroll again in behind right guard he'll get across the 50 yard line into 
App State territory, down to about the 47. Montez Kelly, the defensive tackle, in there on the stop. Second down and six after the four-yard gain. They're just going to go ahead and pound it into the teeth of the App State defense with Marcus Carroll. This time, Michael Fletcher first in on the tackle. He's back up at defensive end. Michigan State transfer. He's originally out of Flint, Michigan. Well, we were in Kalamazoo. I have no idea how far, but I think they're on opposite ends of the state. Third down and three. Granger now going to tuck it, and he is going to get dragged down from the side and may have lost a yard on the play, to be honest with you, Harper. Well, we're close to getting a penalty there late. My goodness. 76, Jonathan Brown was pushed from behind by one of the defensive linemen, and he's he's uh, very close to getting a penalty. But, yeah, Darren, uh, there's nothing over on the left-hand side. He, we wanted to pitch it to Marcus Carroll. There was nothing there. So on fourth down, we're going to go for it. This time we need four. Single wide out near side, triangle formation, far side. Granger going to look to throw the football. Got a man, and it's going to be caught by Robert Lewis. At the 41, and he will go out inside the 40 at about the 38-yard line. Wow, we were looking at uh, Mar- several people noticed with me. Marcus Carroll on the right flat near the Appalachian State sideline was all by himself. And everyone, Darren, throw it to him. But uh, he ended up getting the first down here with Robert. We'll take it. Ball at just outside the 37. First down, 8.45 on a turning clock. First quarter, snap on the way to Darren Granger. Granger, they fake the handoff, and they will throw the ball to Talik Williams. i tell you what, the, you want to know why I was worried about that? Ronald Clark, the safety yeah. out of Buford, Georgia, Mill Creek High School, was right there. That yeah. was you, you look at that in slow motion, that's pick six material. If he's able to get his foot into the ground just a split second earlier, that might be what happened uh, at Georgia Southern. Remember, we threw yep. the same type of screen pass. Second down and nine, quick toss, and it's going to come to Talik Williams. Talik on the run, near side, gets across the 30, down to about the 29-yard line. Another first, uh, close to the first down for Georgia State. Let's see where they place that one. Looks like it'll be at the 29-yard line, so about a yard and a half short. Quick little give to Talik. You know, he was tackled. Andrew Parker pulled him on top of him, and so he didn't hit the ground until he was on the other side of the 30. Amon Green in motion. The handoff goes to Marcus Carroll. And he's bouncing off white jerseys. Now big push, sending him backwards. But forward progress will get him to 24, just inside the 25. I was going to say, it'll be a Georgia State first down. They'll place it right at the 25-yard line. They move that back. He crossed the 25-yard line, but got the first down nonetheless. Panthers back on the ball. 7.25 to go. Talik Williams in motion. And it's going to be fake on the handoff. In and out of the hands of Robert Lewis on a crossing route. Coverage there by Funderburk. And we'll bring up second down. Wet ball, wet day, kind of drizzly. You got to go up and get it. And Robert ends up that ball just a little bit behind him. And it allowed Funderburk to get his hand up in that general area where the ball was going to hit against the pads and deflects it away. Second down and 10. Left hash, Granger here near side. Going to go ahead and run the football with Marcus Carroll. He'll try to run basically right up the middle. Not a whole lot there. And quickly in there for Appalachian State was the safety E.J. Jackson. Donovan Spellman comes out of the ball game. Nate Johnson comes in for the Mountaineers. Third down and nine defensive end position for both of them 
Ball straight center field. Granger got to step up in the pocket. He's going to tuck it and run. Granger's going to pick up the first down across the 20, down across the 15-yard line to the 14. That will be good enough for a Georgia State first down. We've, looks like we've got an injured Mountaineer. Boy, I tell you, folks, if, if you were ever going to say, hey, Darren, you need to move. You're going to get sacked if you stay in the pocket for a split second longer. He, hear, he heard you and was able to go up just in time and, and avoid a sack and do a great job of getting the first down and keeping the drive alive for the Panthers. Looks like the injured Mountaineer is the Buford, Georgia kid out of Mill Creek High School, 27, Ronald Clark. After the play was over, taunting offense number 52. 15-yard penalty. Ouch. First down. That is number 52's first unsportsmanlike conduct foul. So that'll be assessed to Georgia State's Anthony Bloom. And it looks like that's going to lead us into... That's Travis Glover, 52. Oh, 50. Did you say 62 or 50? I thought he said 52. No, it's Anthony Bloom. No, I don't... No, it's Travis. Yeah. All right, so the Red Hat's on the field, and that'll lead us from an injury stoppage in play to immediate timeout. And we'll take it with him. Back in 60 seconds from Atlanta, you're listening to the Georgia State Football Radio Network. In a Lusop Kia Incoming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia Incoming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia Incoming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. Georgia State driving. They've got the ball at the Appalachian State 29-yard line. First and 10 coming up with 6.34 to play in the first quarter. Georgia State football on the radio network this afternoon brought to you in part by Coke Zero Sugar and by Ford. More at Ford.com. It was Travis Glover. Good news and bad news, Dave. Which one do you want first? Both. You want both at the same time? I can't do that. That's like you being in two places at the same time. Give me the good news. The good news is it's first and 10. The bad news is that that penalty takes us from the 14 to the 29, but instead of it being first and 25, the penalty assess is the mark of the new spot. So the ball's at the 29-yard line. That's bad, but the good news is that we only got to get 10 yards to get another first down. And the Panthers are driving. Well, the, 45 total yards now just on this drive alone that they were able to get. Go ahead, Dave. I'm sorry. I was going to say, normally there's a motion in this game anyway. Head coach Sean Elliott is an Appalachian State alum and coach there. John Holt, the offensive line coach, played and then later coached at Appalachian State. I'll continue this in a minute. First and 10 from the 29 after the penalty. And a handoff is going to go to Marcus Carroll. He's got some great ability to sidestep oncoming tacklers. And he will get all the way close to the 20-yard line, about the 21 of the 22 before he's tackled there by Nick Ross. And that will bring up 
Second and short there, yep. Dave. I Second think he and two. Eight. Yeah. Yep. Eight yards for Marcus Carroll. Ball spotted at the 21-yard line. Right hash. Snap to Granger. And Granger's going to fake the handoff. He's going to tuck it and run himself. Tried to stiff arm the oncoming defender. That's E.J. Jackson. Got a good spot, too. What I was going to tell you is well before the game, when Appalachian State first got here, they came out and they congregated on the Panther head logo at midfield. Well, all of a sudden, out of the Georgia State locker room comes Georgia State. And they were both on midfield together at the same time. And, of course, some pushing and shoving ensued before they were finally getting both, able to get both teams off the field. My point is there was already emotion coming into this game before yeah, absolutely. before the for the opening kickoff. You know, I, I, I don't think they treat us like uh, their big brother. They treat us like their little brother. I, I you know, wouldn't doubt that that's in their minds. We'll talk more later. First down from the 18-yard line. It'll be another run play for Marcus Carroll from the 18 Got across the 15, down close to the 10. They'll place it at the 12. Terrific effort. Absolutely fantastic. Marcus gets hit at the line of scrimmage and keeps his feet. He was hit by E.J. Jackson and is able to get an extra four or five yards out of that. And they've got everybody coming in on the blitz. They've got eight guys now in the box. Second and four, and it's going to be a Marcus Carroll play. E.J. Jackson got him around the waist and is going to drag him down backwards. And a little pushing and shoving going on there as well. The ref, one of the referees, will step in between Jackson and Carroll. Well, they've got one guy on the quarterback spying him. But, uh, boy, this would be a great play, uh, a great time to run play action. Third down and two, ball right at, the, right at the 10-yard line. Robert Lewis goes in motion. Here's the snap. They're going to go and run the football again between the tackles with Marcus Carroll right into the teeth of the offense. I believe he picks up the first down. Yeah, gets it to the six. Yep. Jordan favors strong safety. Ended up at the line of scrimmage at the snap of the ball. Crosses the line of scrimmage. Tries to reach out as best as he can, but Marcus has already passed him. He gets the first down. It's just outside the six-yard line at the seven. First and goal, Granger. Left hash. Here's the snap. Uh, again, they want to run it with Marcus Carroll. Five in a four. He fumbled a football. It goes into the end zone. Was he already down? Rolling on the field. The runner was down wow. before the ball came Great loose. Great break. Second down. Yep. Donovan Spellman ends up knocking the ball loose, and Andrew Parker picks it up in the end zone. But all of the officials, yeah, he was he was down. Absolutely. Robert Lewis lines up as a wideout here to the near side. Who else is over here? Kadarius Thompson. Alec Johnson in, who was a center, but now he's wearing number 88 instead of number 70. He's lined up behind Amon Green at tight end. Ball at the four-yard line. Tight ends in motion here to the near side. Here's the snap to Darren. And a hand it off to Marcus Carroll. He got swallowed up in the fumble. fumble. The fumble, the football's fumbled, and Appalachian State recovered. The ruling on the field. Is Andrew Parker again. by the defense for a first down. Boy, what a missed opportunity from the four-yard line. Wet football. Boy, the first defensive spark goes in favor of Appalachian State. And that'll lead us into immediate timeout here in Atlanta with three minutes, three seconds to go. Mountaineers will take over at the eight-yard line. When we get back after this timeout, 60-second break here in the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Whether you're a recent graduate, a young alumni, or an older alum, stay connected to your alma mater by becoming involved with the Georgia State University Alumni Association. 
The Alumni Office offers a wide variety of programs and services to keep you in touch, informed, and involved. Associate Vice President Christina Million. Among our signature programs throughout the year, the Distinguished Alumni Awards, 40 Under 40 Honors, GSU Cares Day of Service, the Young Alumni Summit, as well as our Life Membership Program. Representing nearly 285,000 alumni across Georgia and across the globe, the Alumni Association is here to serve, engage, and enhance the GSU community. Connect with us online at alumni.gsu.edu or call the Alumni Office at 404-413-2190. 2 to go on a turning clock. Third down and two coming up here for Appalachian State. They've got the football. Here's the snap, Aguilar, play action. He's going to roll out far side, gets rid of it as he gets hit, caught by the tight end. That'll be a first down for App Larkins, State. David Larkins. Big, big play there on the rollout to the far side. Now, Aguilar was punished upon releasing the football, but the tight end able to hold on. David Larkins, 6'5", 255, out of Cincinnati, Ohio. Big, big first down conversion there for the Mountaineers. Up to their own 39-yard line. Here's the snap, Aguilar. Going to hand it off, Nate Noel. Noel, big hole. Noel, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30. Noel is going to score a touchdown down the far sideline. And that's what happens when you fumble the football at the four. Appalachian State comes back with a big play. 61 yards later, Appalachian State makes it a 6-0 football game. Wow. Big hole on the left-hand side at the line of scrimmage. I thought that the safeties or at least, you know, the corners would be able to catch up to them. But uh, Noel ends up just with a big break. Everybody on the offense had a hat on a hat, and that's what you need to do. And Noel does not get touched. 61 yards later, Appalachian State has the lead here early. 6-0 with the PAT to come. Here's the point after. Michael Hughes on to kick the football. There's the snap. Ball is down. The kick is up. It is on the way, and it is good. And now the Red Hat comes on the field. He had started to come on the field when we broke away for that last timeout and then ended up staying on the sideline. He faked us out. Yeah, he sure did. 61 yards, four-play drive, 92 yards in a minute 36. Well, I hope that doesn't take any of the air out of the balloon that we have here. Appalachia State came out. Got quite a few folks here. It's not packed by any means. They didn't bring the band. They've got a few of their cheerleaders. They've got some folks that are under the second deck, uh, staying out of the rain uh, behind the goalposts here on what would be the south end of the stadium. And then the eastern stands. Quite a few folks from the, the Boone area make their home here in Atlanta, so the alumni are out. A little disappointing there to see uh, the, the uh, Panthers as quickly as they did just have that change of momentum. That penalty there with uh, Glover ended up putting the ball back at the 29-yard line four or five plays later. Next thing you know, we're right on the doorstep First and goal from the seven. Two plays later, we fumble, and unfortunately, 
ends up being about a 14-point turnover, Dave. You know, instead of us being up 7-0, we're now trailing 7-0. App State is not a team you want to try to play from behind against. Again, they come in averaging over 30 points a game. And if you look at their last two games, as I said during our pregame show, they scored 31 in their win over Marshall. And then two weeks ago scored 48 in their win over Southern Miss. So they can certainly put points up on the board. Georgia State can too. But these turnovers will absolutely kill you. As that one did, as Harper said, really a 14-point turnaround. Instead of being up seven, you're now down seven due to a fumbled football. Well, we ran the ball pretty well there during that drive. We had about 60 yards total offense. If you look at Appalachian State, defensively they give up about 195 yards a game on the ground and 209 in the air for a total of 404 that's their average you know we rush for 186 yards a game that's a positive so those two numbers are very similar if it's on average you know we should do quite well running the football and we were doing so and I'm, i can't imagine how some of these holes that aren't there right now won't be open in the second half maybe the third fourth quarter we'll start to see marcus carroll with some big runs like he's had over the last couple of weeks james madison being one of those he had a lot of yards there in the second half all right set to kick it away is michael hughes talik williams standing back at the georgia state five yard line seven nothing appalachian state leading a minute 27 to go first quarter here in atlanta Still a light drizzle, and the lights are on here at the stadium. High end over end kick, and it's going to take a bounce right at the 15. It's going to bounce right up into the hands of Talik Williams. He's going to try to return it here. Run into the right, then cuts back to the left, and did not get quite to the 20-yard line. No, he got maybe to the 17, just a little bit outside of it. Not to the 18, though. Talik ends up picking that ball up. That was well kicked. I mean, you, you do that on purpose. That's scouting. You see where there's a gap, and there was right about the 15-yard line. That's where the ball bounced. Talik gets it at the 7 or 8, and by the time he's able to move forward, the coverage was there. And again, well, they okay, so forward progress. They did mark it at the 18-yard line. That's where the Panthers will take over. First snap coming up here with Chikari Carter in motion to the far side. They're going to hand it off to Marcus Carroll. Marcus got some room, 20-25, cuts back, and as he cuts back up to the 30, gets drilled. On the tackle there was number 17, Jalik Thomas, who plays the nickel. He's out of Macon, Georgia, 5'11", junior. It almost junior. looked like Marcus came to a complete stop and then went backwards to make contact into the into the tackler. Nick Ross was also one of the tacklers. A pass over across the middle. It's up in the air. Oh, almost intercepted. It was in and out of the hands of Jakari Carter, but he was trying. It was thrown behind him, and a ball was kind of tapped in the air not sure if it was touched once but it, thankfully it hit the turf yeah i agree with you it was behind him and he tries to reach his hands out and get it and when he does the ball was kind of suspended as he kept going the ball just stayed in that spot in the air thank goodness it fell to the ground otherwise the appalachian state mountaineers would have had another huge turnover 36 kevin hagler was right there Almost had it. Here's the handoff to Marcus Carroll. Trying to run in between the tackles, and he's going to get stacked. Not a whole lot going there. Santana Hopper there, the first to make contact at the line of scrimmage. Maybe a yard there for Marcus. Jalik Thomas was there as well. Just called his name. 
So for the Panthers, it'll bring up third down and nine at the 29-yard line. Already on third downs today, Georgia State right at 50%, three of six. Here's the snap to Darren. A little bit low, but able to hold on. He's going to throw straight up down the middle, looking for Talik Williams. It ends up being thrown into double coverage. No penalty flags. Jordan Favors was in on the coverage, as was Jalik Thomas. Favors and Thomas, the nickel and the strong safety on the coverage there for Appalachian State. It'll bring up fourth and nine, uh, nine from the 29. Panthers going to punt the football. Talik running a post route pretty much right smack dab in the middle of the field. He started at a hash mark and just bends it to the inside. And it almost looked like when there was contact made, he gave his feet out from under him. I think if he struggled a little bit more to keep his balance, he might have gotten a flag, but we didn't, and that forces a punt. Caden, Cade Loggins, Caden Robinson is going to field it right inside the 40 at the 36. There was a little bit of contact there, and what a late flag that basically came under the pressure of the Appalachian State side and the coaching staff. Well, if there was any contact at all, and we're going to have to look at, you know, split screen to be able to see whether there Kick was contact. Kick catch interference. Kicking team, number 13. 15-yard penalty, first down. So two penalties now for the Panthers, 30 yards on that on those two penalties. Mountaineers are going to have really good field position. Well, he touched him, but he let go of him. It looked as if he was trying not to make contact. Well, App, App he, State's going to start this drive, Harper, yeah. at the Georgia State 49-yard line with eight seconds to go here in the first quarter. Well, they won't call pass interference, but they will call if someone gets looked at funny on a punt return. Snap Aguilar, and they're going to go ahead and run the football off left tackle. Kanye Roberts, the redshirt freshman from Teachy, North Carolina, his 76th carry averages. This is the end of the first quarter. Got three rushing touchdowns. So it'll be second and five from the 44 on the other side of this timeout. End of the first quarter here at Center Park Stadium in Atlanta. Georgia State missed a great opportunity to score. Marcus Carroll fumbling the football at the four-yard line. And four plays later, going back the other way, Appalachian State scores on a 61-yard touchdown run. And they lead Georgia State 7-0 as we head to the second here in Atlanta. We're back after this two-minute timeout. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, Wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody. Featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. Hi, I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. Georgia temperatures change like the score in a closed game. Let us help you be prepared for any season. This fall, install a new Train XV18 True Comfort Variable Speed Air Conditioner and receive a free Halo LED Induct Air Purifier. Give us a call at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us online at conditionedairsystems.com. Comfort you can feel, quality you can trust. Loose Hub Kia Incoming is your hometown Kia dealership. 
what does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia Incoming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia Incoming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. Dave Cohen, Harper, LaBelle back here at Center Park Stadium in Atlanta. Second quarter just about to get underway. It'll be second and five from the 44 for the Appalachian State Mountaineers. And right now, Harper down 7-0. Missed opportunity on one end. Opportunity taken advantage of on the other by the Mountaineers. Well, if you're just joining us, yeah, that missed opportunity was a fumble inside the 10-yard line by Georgia State, recovered by Appalachia State. Four plays later, they get a touchdown, so they've got the lead 7-0. Georgia State has outscored its opponents in the first quarter 63-30, but not today. We were outscored 7-0, and Appalachian State is outscoring their opponent 51-42, so a little bit closer differentiation there, but uh, first, we'll have some first quarter stats for you in just a little bit, but Appalachian State is on the ball right now. Second down and five. Snap Aguilar looking down the far sideline. Got a man. It's up, and it is caught for the touchdown, Appalachian State. Makai Jackson, the sophomore from Croydon, Pennsylvania, his 13th catch of the year, second touchdown reception. Appalachian State has come out and thrown a second punch. Well, well-thrown ball, and only one person was going to get it. Aguilar throws it far enough to where just his guy was going to be able to jump up at the goal line. He is able to get it and falls in the end zone for the touchdown. Bryquise Brown was close on the coverage, thinking that that ball was a little bit underthrown. It wasn't, and that ends up being a very nice pitch and catch there for the Mountaineers. Now they're up two touchdowns with the PAT to come up right now. Michael Hughes, the PAT, snap. Ball is down, the kick is up, and it is good. Joey Aguilar, touchdown pass right across the middle. And it's a 14-0 Appalachian State lead. Red Hats on the field, media timeout. By the way, that officially goes as 44 yards on the touchdown pass. We'll give you the drive stats on the other side of the 60-second timeout from Atlanta. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Hi, I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. Georgia temperatures change like the score in a closed game. Let us help you be prepared for any season. This fall, install a new Train XV18 True Comfort Variable Speed Air Conditioner and receive a free Halo LED Induct Air Purifier. Give us a call at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us online at conditionedairsystems.com. Comfort you can feel, quality you can trust. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State Blue, 
Wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody. Featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. Now more Georgia State football. Back here at Center Park Credit Union Stadium, Georgia State football on the radio network this afternoon, brought to you in part by TicketSmarter.com, Northside Hospital, and Center Park Credit Union, a community-minded credit union. Stats on that drive, two plays, 49 seconds. 49, uh, 49 yards. yards, 16 seconds. Only 16 seconds. Yeah. Remember and we talked about time possession yeah, earlier. Yeah. Hey, I don't care if you had it for 14 seconds. If you're scoring touchdowns, that's, that's a good thing. Well, speaking of scoring touchdowns, if we look at some of the action that's taking place in the Sun Belt, a non-conference game, but Old Dominion is at Liberty up north just a little bit. Liberty has just opened it up. It just now turned to halftime, 35-3. to Liberty is ahead there in that ballgame against Old Dominion. James Madison is at home at the beginning of the second quarter. They haven't run a play yet, but it's 3-0 James Madison against UConn. UConn is only 1-8. Remember, we had our second game of the season against them. Troy is at UL Monroe. Troy is ahead right now at the end of the first quarter, 7-0 against UL Monroe. And then earlier in the week on Thursday, Southern Miss went on the road in Louisiana and beat Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns, 34-31. All right, so... The kick from Hughes to Leek Williams is going to field it at the 9. Dropped it, picks it back up across the 15. Slicing and dicing gets wrestled to the turf here at Center Park Stadium at the 20, maybe the 21-yard line. Well, that ooh that you heard was a smashing hit there. I think that was number 5, Michael Fletcher, that made contact at about the 15-yard line. There was going to be a double team of Georgia State blockers try to open a hole for Talik, but boy, did uh, they're called wedge busters when you do something like that. That was a huge play there on special teams. All right, Panthers will have it at their own 21, left to right here in the second quarter, down 14-0 here to the Mountaineers. First down snap here on the way to Darren Granger. Talik in motion here to the near side. Here's the snap, and the Panthers going to keep it on the ground with Marcus Carroll. Panthers are... Tried and determined they're going to try to run this football into the teeth of the Mountaineer defense in between the tackles. Yeah, absolutely. But at one point or another, if this is, you know, going to chew up a lot of clock, that's great, but we need to score. We've got to get in the red zone. Snap to Darren on second down at seven. And it'll be a run for Marcus again straight up the middle, this time up close to the 30, actually about the 27-yard line for well, the 28 is where they'll place it. It'll bring up third down and three. Georgia State three of seven on third down opportunities here in the first half. Played a minute here in the second half, a second quarter, I should say. Here's the snap on the way to Granger. Again, Talik Williams in motion. And they're going to go ahead and run the football, and he ain't getting Nothing that. Nothing there. He's not getting that first down nope. marker. You're just bringing too many guys in the, uh, in the box. Basically, Appalachian State is saying, okay, you want to run in between the tackles, we're going to bring seven. If you have a tight end in there, we'll bring eight, and we're just going to force you to throw the ball. Well, that'll bring up fourth down at four. Cade Loggins on to punt the football. Awaiting the punt is Caden Robinson. 
He's standing back inside the App State 35-yard line. 14-0, Georgia State trailing it, 13-20 on a turning clock. Here's the snap, and Loggins, a running sidewinder, going to take a bounce inside the 40, inside the 30, inside the 25. And Darius Bush on special teams will down the football right at the 20-yard line. Good punt. Don't mind the... uh result of the punt i i just i don't want to be punting dave we need to be uh we need to be scoring points we'll take a tv time or excuse me yeah. a, a break here it is a tv timeout. timeout we'll take it with them with 1304 to go 14 nothing georgia state trailing appalachian state back in 60 seconds here in the georgia state football radio network <laughs> Whether you're a recent graduate, a young alumni, or an older alum, stay connected to your alma mater by becoming involved with the Georgia State University Alumni Association. The Alumni Office offers a wide variety of programs and services to keep you in touch, informed, and involved. Associate Vice President Christina Million. Among our signature programs throughout the year, the Distinguished Alumni Awards, 40 Under 40 Honors, GSU Cares Day of Service, the Young Alumni Summit, as well as our Life Membership Program. Representing nearly 285,000 alumni across Georgia and across the globe, the Alumni Association is here to serve, engage, and enhance the GSU community. Connect with us online at alumni.gsu.edu or call the Alumni Office at 404-413-2190. Back here at Center Park Credit Union Stadium. Today's game presented by Center Park Credit Union, proud sponsor of Georgia State Athletics and Center Park Credit Union Stadium. Looks like a pretty good contingent of folks in yellow and black across the way, Harper. They're not scared off by the cold and rainy weather. Georgia State, a little bit lighter crowd here below us. It's been great weather-wise all week up until yesterday. Yeah, it's been it would have been great football weather, but uh, late last night it uh, it started to change a little bit. Got a little cooler. I mean, who would have thought it was what 75, almost 80 degrees here in midweek, early uh, November here yep. in Atlanta. All right, so Appalachian State. We'll start this possession at their own 20-yard line. We've played two minutes here in the second quarter. Well, defensively, we need to get a stop. That's that's a must. Trying to play the game. <laughs> it ran a little long. TV timeout was a little bit shorter. And uh, well, if it was national television, it those timeouts were four minutes. Yeah. Well, if we had beaten Southern, I think, or James Madison, it might have been a national. But instead, we'll be regional, and that's fine. Left hash here, going from right to left. Appalachian State has the ball. Empty backfield, first down from the 20. Nope, they do have it. Looks like they run a little bit of a pistol formation. They're going to run it right up the middle. And a nice hit there by Jordan Venzial. Ball carrier there was Nate Noel. Good job of Jordan reading that coming up. As soon as the handoff took place from five yards deep, Jordan was at the 25-yard line and makes contact right there at the 20. Forward progress, they'll give it to him just outside the 20, but not a tackle for a loss, but a great job by the senior Jordan Venziel. Second down and nine. Doesn't seem like he just got here and is a 
young freshman. Here's Aguilar. He's got time. Going to roll out to the far side. Going to throw on the run. Got a receiver, and it's incomplete. Flag on the play. Come on. The flag's going to go against Gavin Pringle. The intended receiver was Dalton Stroman, a redshirt sophomore from Rockingham. That's a third huge pass penalty. interference. Defense number three. 15-yard penalty and an automatic first down. Third penalty of the afternoon so far for Georgia State, and they've all been impact penalties yep. in favor of the Mountaineers. Well, Aguilar's throwing off the wrong foot and going rolling out to his right, but it was behind the receiver so much that he had to stop the receiver did. It wasn't because of Pringle. He had to just trying to get the ball. Ball at the 36-yard line now. First down, 12.25 to go here in the second quarter. Georgia State trailing it two scores. Aguilar's got two wideouts to his right, two here to the near side. Looking, throws, fires it in. He's got a man. It's caught by Caden Robinson. Robinson trying to pick up some yards after the catch. Started his collegiate career down in Orlando at the University of Central Florida. Second down and two. And the running back now, and I was told we'd see him. They Any one of five running backs, Anderson Castle, a kid from right there in Boone, a junior, He's in at running back now, lined up to the right of Aguilar. Well, lone wide out here to the near side. Now they put a man in motion here, and Aguilar dumps it across the middle, intended for the tight end, Eli Wilson, and it was just thrown too high. Well, you had the new guy in the game, Castle, running to the right. You had number 12, Michael Hensel, wide receiver, go in motion way off to the left. They both raised their hands as if, look at me, and then they try to get the ball to Wilson down the middle of the field and the ball was high and behind the six foot five inch tight end falls incomplete third and short now app state one for two on third downs fake the handoff it's going to be a pass play here to the near side ball is caught and it'll pick up it should pick up the first down on the reception there for appalachian state was the wide receiver michael hetzel a kid out of charlotte it's a quick little bubble screen i know you don't like bubble screens i don't like them this one it worked I know, but when we run them, they don't seem to run like that. Snap on the way to Aguilar. They pick up the first down. They're at the App State 49-yard line from the near hash. Now they're going to run the football. They're going to power it right up the middle. One of those fullback-type running backs, guys that are tough to bring down, and that's Anderson Castle again. Just keeps his feet moving and ends up four, five, six yards. Later, he ends up getting across the 50-yard line into Georgia State territory at the 45. Second down and four. That happened last week against James Madison. Those guys just kept churning their legs and getting extra yards. Ball at the 45. Here's the snap. And they're going to run it again with Castle. He will dive ahead, but he's going to be a solid yard and a half shy of the first down marker. Jeremiah Johnson, one of the first to make contact with Castle. App State quickly back up on the ball. They're going to triangle formation over here. Near side of receivers. Castle stays in at the running back. Third down in a yard. And they fumbled the football. And Aguilar is going to try to run it forward. He got wrapped up and brought down to the turf. That's going to bring up fourth down. A wet ball that time affecting Appalachian State on the handoff. Well, that RPO type of handoff where you're the quarterback and you just stand still and you put your arms out. You carry the ball as far away from your body as you can, and you, you you let the running back come right over the football. 
and then you can pull it. And he, he did, but uh, he was looking down the line of scrimmage. Just a simple little I'm looking left, but forgot about the loaf of bread that I have there in my lap. Ball comes out at the 44-yard line and forces a punt. Mitchell Lake going to punt the football with the left foot. Jakari Carter, fair catch signal for at the 12. And that is where Georgia State will start this next possession with, with 9.32 to go here in the second quarter. Again, a 14-0 lead. Good job defense, right, Dave? They did a great job of, even though there was that penalty, they would have hopefully gotten off the field a little bit quicker. But from that penalty, there were another five or six plays that Appalachian State runs, and we forced the punt there after the mistake that they made on third and short. Panthers take over at the 12th. Well, they give it to them at the 13th. First down with nine and a half to go in the quarter. Talik Williams in motion near side. Here's the snap. Granger fakes the handoff, going to throw, going to dump it off to the tight end. I stepped out. And Amon Green ran out of green space. He goes out of bounds at about the 15. So that'll be a pickup of just two. And we'll bring up second and eight. Not quite play action, but faking the handoff and then giving the ball out in the flat to Amon Green. And he was just too close to the sideline. And especially with... uh, soggy footing he wasn't able to plant second down and eight granger gonna look to throw the football got a man down the middle and it's just overthrown talik williams the intended receiver well holding his hands up as if he had won the super bowl as ej jackson made contact with darren Wright as he was releasing the football may have offset the pattern of where that ball was going to fly but boy you're right uh, talik was wide open Weren't able to get the ball to him. That was an overthrow. So Panthers here now with third and long. Robert Lewis, Jakari Carter, wideouts to the far side. Talik uh, Kadarius Thompson, the wideout here near side. Here's the snap on third down and eight. Granger going to look to throw the football. Got to make something happen. Flag on the play. Darren's going to go ahead and finally just decide to tuck it and run. Cross the 10. Now he'll throw. Got a man in Robert Lewis, and it's incomplete. How is that not pass interference when you knock somebody down the penalty will be against us for holding and they'll probably now they'll decline it but that was that number 11 jordan favors there is no foul for holding fourth down oh my gosh why didn't you throw the penalty so here comes the punting unit back on the field for georgia state with 850 to play fourth down and eight and the ball at the 15-yard line. I'm just, I can't be more perplexed, Dave. You run into the receiver as he's coming back to catch the ball and knock him down before the ball gets there, and there's no flag. Two incomplete passes, though, unfortunately, and that ends up ending the drive there for the Panthers, and they'll be forced to punt from the 15. Cade Loggins standing back at the one-yard line. The snap, and gets a nice spiraling kick. Caden Robinson back inside the 35, going to return it, and he's going to get dragged down from behind. Nice job on the pursuit there by, I believe that was Darius Bush. Well, that ball was in the air 60 yards. That was a great kick. Good job. Media timeout here at Center Park Stadium with 8.38 to go in the second quarter. Appalachian State 14, Georgia State nothing. Back in 60 seconds from Atlanta, this is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody. 
featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. Hi, I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. Georgia temperatures change like the score in a closed game. Let us help you be prepared for any season. This fall, install a new Train XV18 True Comfort Variable Speed Air Conditioner and receive a free Halo LED induct air purifier. Give us a call at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us online at conditionedairsystems.com. Comfort you can feel, quality you can trust. This is head coach Sean Elliott. You're listening. Panther fans, this is Georgia State football head coach Sean Elliott. Follow the Panthers all season here on 97.5 Glory FM, WGTJ. In Atlanta, eight minutes, 38 seconds to go. Appalachian State will have the football first and 10 from their own 48-yard line. Total yards, Appalachian State, 167 to 86 for the Panthers. So they've more than doubled the number that we have. We have three penalties for 45 yards. We would have had another holding penalty, but they uh, they pulled that late. They've only had one penalty for five yards. Appalachian State is two of four on third downs. Panther is three of nine, so a little bit below average here for the Panthers. We're normally at uh, 48%, uh, so we're at uh, 33 right now uh, and, and struggling a little bit here in the first half against the Mountaineers is the Panther offense. Right, so first and 10, 48-yard line, Aguilar hit it running back. For the Mountaineers is Kanye Roberts. Here's the snap. They fake the handoff, and Aguilar going to throw down the middle. Got a man again. It's there, and it's caught by Makai Jackson. Boy, he's had a pretty good first half now for the Mountaineers he caught the touchdown pass earlier and he's got App State knocking on the Boy, door again well thrown ball in the air for 50 yards give or take from where he catches it and we uh, you're gonna way, like your quarterback when he gets accuracy like that all the way down to the seven Aguilar gonna hand it off it's gonna be a run play there by Roberts off right tackle but a good read by Aguilar, too, because here's the thing. We, we moved our safety. There was no one in the deep middle, and so he decided it just a, a great play call, having a guy running a post route and forcing your defensive back to cover all of that turf. It's not easy to do. Well-thrown ball and a great catch, and now it's first and goal. Now second and goal here for at the three-yard line with the Mountaineers driving. Unofficially goes for 45 yards on that pass and yeah. up they moved they lined up and they put out under center ab state their first well i'm sorry i thought it will be 30 seconds i thought two of the linemen flinched in the tight end but nope i was wrong that was not a flinch that was the whistle that was blown from the officials so it didn't count. So a timeout, the first one here of the half by Appalachian State, Sean Clark. Need to do an ID, Dave? We do. You know, Sean Elliott and Sean Clark were teammates at Appalachian State. But on opposite sides of the fields today, coaching opposite one another. Top of the hour, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification from Atlanta. You're listening to the Georgia State Football Radio Network. <laughs> 
This is head coach Sean Elliott. You're listening to Georgia State football on WGTJ, Murrayville, Gainesville, and W248DL, Murrayville, Gainesville. Aguilar takes the snap, going to roll out, got a man. It's in and out of the hands of number 89, August Drews, one of their backup tight ends. They ran a really nice play. He just had yeah. the ball knocked out of his hands or couldn't hold on. Well it was designed knocked play. Out of his, yeah, yep. was knocked out of his hands, actually, by Ty G. Leach. Drews was the left tight end, and as Aguilar rolls out to his right, he has Eli Wilson right in front of him at about the two-yard line, and Drews was in about three yards, four yards deep into the end zone. The ball was in his hands, but it was knocked out, so a fortunate mishap here. Now we're going to call timeout. Timeout. Georgia State, they're first. So the Panthers will burn a 30-second timeout here that's going to get turned into a media timeout because... The Red Hats made his way out onto the field, so we'll take the timeout. 7.22 to go, second quarter here in Atlanta. Still a light drizzle. Temperatures in the 50s. And Appalachian State with a 14-0 lead over Georgia State. We're back in 60 seconds. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Lusop Kia and Coming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia and Coming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia and Coming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. Back here at Center Park Credit Union Stadium, 14-0 Georgia State trailing Appalachian State. Today's game made possible in part by the Georgia State University Bookstore, offering a selection of Panther gifts and apparel, locations on the downtown Atlanta Georgia State campus, as well as Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody. By the Georgia State University Alumni Association, the alumni office offers a wide variety of programs to keep you in touch informed and involved online at alumni.gsu.edu and by Lou Saab Kia exit 14 on Georgia 400. Well the stats thus far looking pretty good there if you're Joey Aguilar he's 7 of 10 139 yards already in the air he's got one touchdown he has a couple of really big completions Nate Noel's the leading rusher, four yard, four attempts, 63 yards. He had 61 of them on that one carry for the touchdown earlier. But Micah Jackson, two, two receptions here, 89 yards and a touchdown. So I'm sure they're going to try to go to that young man a little bit more here in the ballgame. 
And they rush up to the line of scrimmage. Yep, going to be a snap. Aguilar going to fake the toss to, and it's going to be caught for the touchdown. He's going to say fake the toss. It's a touchdown pass to Caden Robinson in the far right corner of the end zone, but he faked the toss to Nate Noel. And it's now 20 to nothing, Appalachian State. This is... Robinson ends up just on the wing, looking like they're going to run a, a trick. It's a trick play. It's what it was. It yeah. looks like it was going to be a, a, a very quick to the line of scrimmage, toss to the right-hand side. You give every appearance that it's going to be that way, and Robinson just ends up not blocking anybody, but ending up in the corner of the end zone all by himself. Michael Hughes for the point after. There's the snap. Ball is down. The kick is up. It is good. Appalachian State. With a 21-0 lead, again, it got a little mouthy before the game when both teams were on the field during warm-ups at midfield. But right now, it's Appalachian State coming out. They've thrown three punches, and Georgia State has not been able to respond. No. We've punted three times in response. So we wanted to run the ball, and we're doing a pretty good job of that. Not the best we've ever had, but... You want to establish the run, but now you've got to establish the pass because you need to score quickly. It's going to become a possession game, right, Dave? Four plays, 52 yards, a minute 30. And Appalachian State, again with a 21-0 lead here over Georgia State. We've had five possessions so far, Georgia State has here in the first half. We've had a punt, and then the drive that ended up with the fumble, a four-and-out punt, a four-and-out punt, and a three-and-out punt. Mitchell Lake, a correction. Michael Hughes set to kick it away. Again, Talik Williams back deep for the Panthers. 7-18 to go here, second quarter. That's a booming kick, and it will... Bounce on the O in Georgia in the end zone to our left. And the ball will come out to the 25-yard line. So I'm seeing and observing, but I haven't been taking great notes. You'll have to forgive me, but Hughes has kicked the ball in four different spots in the five kickoffs that he's had thus far in the ballgame. Straight away deep, and he had one deep to the right one short to the right and then this one was uh, to the left hand side that was relatively short first and 10 25 near hash granger and they're going to go ahead and run it with marcus carroll he'll run off left tackle up across the 30 up close to the 32 the reason be- i bring that up dave real quick is just scouting they say hey let's kick the ball where they're not and see if we can't hold them to a possession where they start inside of the 25 yard line and they've done a pretty good job of that so- thus far Jakari Carter in motion. He's a wide out here near side. They're going to run it with Marcus again. He's going to get dragged down. Nothing going there. Andrew Parker Jr., the former Arkansas Razorback, makes the tackle. Loss of a yard there on that one. Third down and four now from the 31. Quickly back up on the ball. Panthers not wasting a lot of time trying to draw up state off sides. Carroll now got a shift to Marcus uh, to uh, Darren's left. Well, they had six in the box. They've just dropped a seventh. Here's the snap to Granger. Two steps back. Darren going to roll out. We got a flag on the play. Granger will throw, and it's caught by Kadarius Thompson, but it, he may have been out of bounds when he caught it. Well, there's a holding penalty, anyways. 
official throws it. Now they're going to wave it off again. Offense number 79. That penalty is declined. Fourth down. Okay. So the penalty assessed to Montavious Cunningham, the starting right tackle. And another three and out for the Panthers. Yep. So that was quick and back deep is Caden Robinson. Cade Loggins awaiting the snap and nice spiraling kick. It'll bounce inside the 20, inside the 15, and it goes out at about the 11 or 12 yard line. Yeah, about 59 yards there net on that punt. Loggins has really kicked the ball well today. He's needed to. But Appalachian State has had an answer every time that he has punted. Scored three of their last four possessions. This one will start at the 10-yard line, Appalachian State. Their opening drive, Dave, was a punt, three and out. They had punted, and then they've scored. They've scored. They had a punt again. And then they uh, scored another touchdown, and this one takes over. This will be their sixth possession. So from the 10-yard line, they're going to go ahead and run the football, try to run in between the tackles. Not a whole lot going there as well. On the carry was 28, Mikel Haywood. He's a transfer from the Naval Academy, 5'8", junior out of Wake Forest, North Carolina originally. That's what we were talking about in our pregame. We could see as many as five different running backs today in by my count, we've seen Noel, Roberts, Castle, and now Haywood. The fifth would be Amani Marshall. Well, Haywood already has 44 carries here in the season, so he's a guy that they've relied on. Second down and eight. And they're going to keep it on the ground off right tackle. Flag on the play. Just across the 15-yard line on that run play. Holding, defense, 10-yard penalty, and an automatic first down. Is this game at Center Park Stadium today in Atlanta, by the way? Well, the fouling player was number 10. The penalty assessed to Henry Bryant, the defensive lineman. I think every penalty flag that has been thrown so far in the first half has been against Georgia State. Appalachian State did have one earlier, but we've had a penalty that was picked up and a couple have declined. First down from the 27. They'll hand it off to Nate Noel. And off right tackle. And here we have no more flags. Well, that was going to be on 62, Bucky Williams, the center. He's one of their captains. After the play was over, personal foul, unnecessary roughness, offense number 62. 15-yard penalty, first down. So that one's head back the other way. Bucky Williams, the senior offensive lineman. He's a Ringgold, Georgia kid who transferred in from Austin P State University. So they'll back it up. And they will. 16, yep. that's, a, that's a big penalty there. Correction, it's second down. From the 27 to the 16. Some language going on there that cover the kids' ears. 
Second and 21 coming up here for Aguilar. Noel stays in at running back, lines up just to the left of his quarterback. Three wideouts here to the near side, one to the far side of the field. Aguilar going to dump it off, and it's Nate Noel. Noel going to look upfield, but by that point, a lot of black jerseys over there to run him out of bounds as he comes across the 15 up to about the 17-yard line. Yeah, they set up for the screen to give the ball on the right-hand side of where the quarterback Aguilar sets up, but the Panthers kind of sniffed that out. They got pressure and forced Aguilar to get rid of that ball, but they only picked up about two or three on that play. It's now at the 18-yard line. It's still third and a well, close to 20. Yep, third and 19 officially from the 18-yard line. Aguilar steps up in the pocket. Now he's got a lot of run, a lot of room to run. He's going to go ahead and slide as he gets to the 30-yard line. So back to the Original line of scrimmage plus about three yards, and it will bring up fourth down and nine with inside of four minutes to go here in the second quarter. Defense does get a stop. Good job for them. The ball and they'll mark it at the 28, so a 10-yard pickup after the penalty, but they still need nine. Jakari Car Carter standing back inside the Panthers' 35-yard line awaiting the punt. Mitchell Lake is averaging 38 just a little bit more than 38.3. Boy, we'd love to get a block punt here. Not this time. And a little bit of a wobbly kick, but it's going to take an App State bounce inside the 40, inside the 35, and just across the 30 to about the 27. And that is where Georgia State will take over with 317 remaining in the second quarter. Well, let's go, Panthers. The offense has not played well since the second quarter at Louisiana Lafayette. You keep bringing that up. You said that a few times. Now. I you have. said it last week. You said well, it a couple times this week. That's really been a bother for you. And for the offense, it's it's true, though. I mean, there's nothing. What's wrong about what I'm saying? If I'm Dave Cohen, that's exactly what I how I put it. Watch out. Granger in trouble. Tries to dump it off to Amon Green. Had to lead him with the pass, and it went off of his fingertips. Not a good opportunity to secure the football second down and 10 coming up from the 28 well Granger gets the snap from the shotgun and fakes the RPO to Marcus Carroll and as soon as he pulls the ball back there's somebody right in his face he's just got to get rid of the football and nobody's open down the field snap coming up on second and 10 two wideouts here near side and they're going to go ahead and run it and Marcus Carroll's going to get nothing matter of fact they're going to lose yards nice tackle from behind Santana Hopper we pulled two, the offside guard tackle, even the center is all pulling to the right-hand side, but Appalachian State, they sniffed that out. They saw it coming. We lose two there. Ball back at the 26, so now we're outside of the sticks. We need to ball, get the ball to the 38-yard line. Third down and 12 from the 26-yard line. Granger and Carroll look over to the sideline. The play signaled in. Two wide to each side here for Granger. And there's the snap. Darren two steps back. Throws across the middle, and it's almost intercepted. Oh, that, that ball should have been intercepted by Jaleek Thomas. And to be honest with you, if it's not cold and a wet football, that's an interception. Well, coming over the middle of the field is... Georgia State, was that uh, 
Talik, yeah, Talik running late across the middle of the field. He he had some room, but you got to get the ball above where the linebacker is, and uh, nearly an interception, but another three and out for the Panther offense. Snap on fourth down. They're going to punt the football. A little bit of a wobbly kick, but it will take a Georgia State bounce inside the 35, and it'll stop at the 29-yard line. Some pushing and getting to know each other uh, amongst the... Now, what the Panthers do on punt coverage when they're punting is they have three linemen, big guys, that are protecting Travis Glover being one of them. Also number 76, Jonathan Brown. And Jonathan uh, was defending his teammates for a minute. No penalty on either side, but uh, the bad part of it, Appalachian State gets the ball back at the 29-yard line, first play, and 10. Play action, Aguilar looking, he's got a man across the middle, and it's knocked down by Isaiah Guy, the cornerback. Nice job by Isaiah. He's a redshirt freshman from Ocala, Florida. And it'll bring up second down and 10, ball at the 29-yard line. Two minutes, eight seconds to go, second quarter. Isaiah kind of, with the receiver in front of him, reaches around. Left hand is on the waist of the receiver. Right hand reaches out, deflects the ball down. Great job by the freshman. Stroman was the intended receiver. Back up on the ball, second down from the 29-yard line. Football fumble. Georgia State got it. Is that Gavin Pringle? Rolling on the field is a fumble recovered by the defense for a first down. It was Isaiah Guy. He just made the last play, or made the big play on the previous play. He recovers the fumbled football. Georgia State's got it with 2.03 to go. And by far, other than the fumble at the four-yard line early in the first quarter, this is the Panthers' best field position since then. Yeah, absolutely. And a big break here for the Panthers. Obviously, we need to score. We've got to get the ball back. And the defense comes up with the turnover. Aguilar, it looks like he missed again. His eyes were reading down the field, and the connection between him and the running back wasn't where it needed to be, and now the Panthers have it best field position, as Dave said, in quite a while at the 28-yard line. And the Panthers going to try to run it straight up the middle with Marcus, and he'll pick up a handful there, but they're going to give him four on the carry, second and six. We're inside of two minutes to go. So the Panthers have got a... Be mindful of the clock. Here's the snap to Granger. Handed off Marcus Carroll again. 20 at the 15 down to the 14-yard line. Right side of the offensive line opened up a nice hole. Marcus quickly recognized it. And the Panthers now down to the 15-yard line. Minute 30 to go. Granger. And they will hand it off to Marcus. A little bit of miscommunication there. Darren held on to the football. A split second right Time after out. he handed it off. App State there second. Well, the end. It'll be 30 seconds. E.J. Jackson ended up reading both guys from, you know, he wasn't blocked. He's the one guy game in that RPO. Game clock operator, please reset the game clock to 1 minute 24 seconds. 124 on the game clock, please. He's the one guy that's unblocked. You. So you got to pay attention, you know, and if Darren likes it, he'll keep it and run around the end. But uh, that indecision there ends up 
having Marcus almost, that wasn't a fumble, but it was just such a late handoff that he didn't have any momentum once he got the ball and was only able to pick up a yard. 124 to go. Georgia State trying to get on the scoreboard here before heading to the locker room at halftime. Down 21-0. Missed a great opportunity to score on that early possession that resulted in a fumble recovered by the Mountaineers at the four-yard line. Of course, they come back four plays later the other way and scoring a 61-yard touchdown run. That has set the tone for the first half. Kadarius Thompson in motion. Here's the snap to Granger. Going to throw down towards the end zone, and it is inter was it intercepted in the end zone? I thought Marcus came away with the ball. Rolling on the field, an interception for a touchback. Trent Allen Yao. So the Panthers are stopped again at the from the 14-yard line. They had a great opportunity. The cornerback, Trenton Allen Yao, out of Calera, Alabama, with the interception in the end zone. I'll tell you what, when it rains, it pours. The teams exchange the football on turnovers. Well, it was a well-thrown ball. I thought Marcus was hit in the end zone, but it doesn't matter now. First and 10 for App State at the 20-yard line. Well, it was deflected, and that's how Trenton Allen Yao ended up with the football. Interception in the end zone. Ball came out to the 25. Is that 75? That's... Uh... Damian Daly. Timeout for an injury. Guard. Please reset the game clock to one minute, one second. One minute, one second on the game clock, please. It picked up seven yards on, Thank the, you. on the play. Appalachian State did. The injury was 75. Damian Daly, one of their offensive linemen, big 300-pound, 6'4", senior from Columbia, South Carolina. We're actually a Georgia kid from Georgia Military Academy. But he went back to the sideline on his own accord, so he's okay. Second and three coming up. Now we're inside of a minute to go here in the first half. Ball at the 27, and they'll keep it on the ground. Run play here with Nate Noel. Bounced off the first Panther, spun. And he's up to the 30, close to the 31-yard line. That's a first down run there by Nate Noel. And it will stop the clock at 43 seconds. Noel's not the biggest guy you're going to see, but very quick. Just uh, received the handoff, goes off to the left side, off left tackle. And they're not playing with a tight end in the ballgame right now, or at least not in the line. There's a ball out again. Yep, and it's recovered there by Aguilar, the quarterback. Everybody's looking at Nate Noel running left and the ball came loose Aguilar dove on it and that may be the final play here of the second quarter first half well if you're just joining us Appalachia State won the toss they elected to defer so they're going to take the take this is the end of the first half they're going to take the lead, 21-0, and get the ball back in the first possession of the second half. So let's see what the Panthers do to try to correct some mistakes and get some momentum back, get themselves back in this ballgame. 
All right, halftime here at uh, Center Park Credit Union Stadium. Sean Elliott, Georgia State, headed to the locker room. And they trail Appalachian State 21 to nothing. Our Panther halftime show comes your way next after this two-minute timeout from Atlanta. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Whether you're a recent graduate, a young alumni, or an older alum, stay connected to your alma mater by becoming involved with the Georgia State University Alumni Association. The Alumni Office offers a wide variety of programs and services to keep you in touch, informed, and involved. Associate Vice President Christina Million. Among our signature programs throughout the year, the Distinguished Alumni Awards, 40 Under 40 Honors, GSU Cares Day of Service, the Young Alumni Summit, as well as our Life Membership Program. Representing nearly 285,000 alumni across Georgia and across the globe, the Alumni Association is here to serve, engage, and enhance the GSU community. Connect with us online at alumni.gsu.edu or call the Alumni Office at 404-413-2190. Loose Hop Kia and Coming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia and Coming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia and Coming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. This is the Panthers Halftime Report. A look at the first half and what's ahead for the Panthers. Now, Dave Cohen. All right, Jeff, thank you very much. Back here at Center Park Credit Union Stadium, Senior Day, final home game of the regular season. Cold and rainy out here, and it's not going well for Georgia State football to this point. They're in the locker room trailing the Appalachian State Mountaineers 21 to nothing. And in our first segment of our Panther halftime show, a familiar face. Look who has made an appearance here in the Georgia State radio booth here. It's the stadium, and that is former director of media relations, associate athletic director of media relations, Mike Holmes. Good to see you. What a great day to bring your kids out and watch a little football here in Atlanta. Yeah, you know what? The weather may be not uh, perfect or conducive for it, but it's good football weather, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll go with that. Well, Pantherland, as we call it here, if you're uh, an insider, it's like Hotel California. You can <laughs> check out, Mike, but you can never leave. You checked out back in March. That's true. And you're working with Comcast now. Yep. Uh, but somehow that connection to Georgia State continues. You, along with one of our former football players, are heading up or involved in the name image likeness nil yep. uh objective here at georgia state talk a little bit about that and where you guys are with it yeah you know at the end of the day everybody knew even when i left georgia state i mean the georgia state was been such a big part of my life for for 18 years if not longer um that anything i could ever do to to help and be a part of it um i was going to keep that going and so uh, about a year ago uh, i had some conversations with charlie cobb and some other members of the senior staff and, 
Uh, it was like, you know, this whole name, image, likeness, collect, uh, you know, thing um, that started about two years ago um, is growing, and, and, and it's growing across the board. But we need Georgia State to have some, needed to have something as a part of this to help our student athletes out. Um, so, so Gabe Mobley, our long, long time uh, four-year starter for football, who's now a well-respected lawyer here in town, and I came together and um, got things going. About a year, uh, probably about March last year, got everything started, and then launched it earlier this year um, to really, as I said, try to help our student athletes any way we can. Uh, whether it's lining up donations and, and money from from our, our sponsors and uh, donors, or going out and finding businesses who want to meet up with our student athletes and. Um, do deals and so we're working on those as we speak okay now this guy over here mr labelle you know played collegiately at colorado state and my question for you is there seems to be a a, a shady line down the middle of what the nil is actually for you read the story about utah university of utah giving yep. a ford f-150 to all 85 scholarship players that's not really name image likeness name yeah, image likeness is if mike holmes is the starting quarterback at school at x university it's on you to sell your own name image likeness it doesn't mean the school correct can cut a deal with the local ford dealership and give every kid on the roster a new car right so at the end of the day what we are is a third-party entity that we are technically not associated with the school we are no different than signing up you know what van wagner signs up to work with coca-cola or Northside hospital we're able to do that we're able to go out and sign deals um, for our student athletes now we're fortunate in our case obviously i've got a pretty good relationship with charlie and, and the senior staff and the compliance office so we can make sure that things are going on and we're doing it properly. Um, hey, would I love to figure out a way for us to go out and find 85 F-150s to give to our football team or basketball team? Of course I would. Um, realistically, that's probably not going to be the case just yet. Uh, but we're going to grow this thing. Our coaches are behind it. Our coaches are supporting it. We've seen our fans and donors are getting behind it. Um, you know, I, I really think give us a little bit of time and we can grow this thing into something special and, and hopefully get a fan base behind it. Mike, I, I've considered it this way, that the name, image, and likeness is a, a track meet race where the, ba the the gun goes off, start running, but nobody knows the rules yet and can describe how far or how fast you need to go. It, describe yep. a little bit of how it is changing as each day passes. Yeah, it really is. And that's what's, what's funny about the whole thing is, it's, as I described it, I was uh, telling somebody about it, it's like, there's no rules and regulations about it, but there's rules and regulations about it, which is I know sounds kind of crazy, but it's there's so many elements to it that we still can't do. Like international student athletes can't participate in NIL stuff yet, and it's not an NCA rule; it's a federal government deal when it comes to their F1 or their uh, visa status. So, but that I think is changing. Over the summer, as we were getting our business formed, we were trying to look at the nonprofit route. Well, right about that same time, the federal government came out and said you can't be a nonprofit because you're helping student athletes out so you're right i mean it's literally changing every day um the business model that gabe and i started with we'll say back in march has probably or has changed since then i do think at some point in time that collectives or that nil is going to actually fall back under the schools and you would have somebody on staff say in my type of role um that's running it and making sure that it follows ncaa rules which as of right now there really aren't any Right. Um, but I think that's the direction it's going to go. I, 
it's just going to take some time. Well, I'm understanding, too. Let's just take uh, one of the more popular players right now in college football, Arch Manning, and all the money that he received, and that's great. But there's 84 other guys on oh, the yeah. team. Is there a possibility, especially for women's volleyball, let's say, or for swimming or for golf, which is there, there going to be a pooling of money in, in where you can distribute it equally? How, how is that yep. going to so affect so no, it's, it's really good. And the way we have our business set up right now is that if, say, you're a donor who wants to donate, you can actually give directly to a certain sport. And then I will make sure that that money is allocated to that team and goes to the student athletes on that team. You know, I, I joked when we were getting this all going with Coach Elliott, if, if somebody decided to give a million dollars toward track and field, well, you know what? Georgia State track and field student athletes would be in really good shape. Um, that's what it comes down to. So we're looking at it from across the board of, any student athlete who wants to be a part of it and wants to do stuff to earn money, we're, we're, we're open to it, whether you're on the volleyball team, the football team, or anywhere in between. Is there anybody that you can think of that's going to give money to the radio program and then make sure that <laughs> Dave has a new Ford truck to, to drive home? You know what? He's been living off Carol Cohen, my, my favorite Carol Cohen, for a long time, so I yeah. think he's well taken care he's, of. Her shoulders are broad and wide from having a... <laughs> carry him all those years exactly exactly well if, if it's not changing much but changing daily then i can imagine every time you wake up there's going to be something that we all need to know that we didn't know from just a couple of so, days so earlier. you know it really is and i'll even go back to a conversation yesterday um with eric paz and the compliance staff so until this point international student athletes have basically been able to do nothing there's been a couple ways to skirt the system is the best way to put it i think very soon that's going to change and, for example, Georgia State had a men's golfer win a tournament down in the Bahamas and is now going to be playing in the Puerto Rico Open in March um, on the PGA Tour. I want to figure out a way to get him in all blue, all NIL gear um, and represent our company while he's down there as well as help support him, um, you know, pay the expenses to get him down there, and then hopefully he goes down there and has a great week and maybe makes the cut and represents Georgia State well. And you'll be there personally to uh, <laughs> make sure that, you know, everything, uh, that the green grass is. He'll be is, there to caddy. That, yeah. that is the. No, uh, he won't be caddying. He'll be watching. That is the one difference. Um, I can now show up and enjoy games or go to golf tournaments, you know, and support everybody. And then when it's over, I get to go home. And that has been uh, the biggest difference. But I still hear from Dave, and, you know, some things don't change. And you're with Comcast now. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I started uh, last January. Uh, working on the employee communication side, um, having a blast. Um, got a great team up there. Um, it, it's definitely the corporate world's a lot different than the world that we lived in. And, uh, but you know what? It's it's been fun to be able to to watch our teams. And you know, when you guys are are trying to get on a plane to come home, I'm already well asleep. Um, but you know, also just getting spend time with kids and my wife and all the stuff that I didn't get necessarily do when I was here at Georgia State. But as I said I still follow closely. Heck, I was watching the basketball game. Coach Hayes, great win today. Should have been listening. I couldn't listen today. You're on the radio here. <laughs> I mean, Monday night. always has to throw it in. That's just some like things Monday, never change. Monday he, night at Belmont. You want to know the one thing, the one residual? I now get my own room on the road for basketball. Which you know what that I used to room with him. Which you know what that means. He doesn't have to watch golf anymore. Yeah, I'd come back in the room and the TV was always on that golf channel. And he wanted to change it. You know what he was wanting to watch, exactly. either a kiss highlight or emergency. Exactly. exactly. Or an episode, Adam 12. Adam an episode 12. of Seinfeld. Some me TV. Exactly. All right, Mike, Mike, good to see you. Great Absolutely. having Appreciate you here. you guys having me on. You guys, can you run the football? I, I can't run the football, but I, what I can say is everybody that's out there listening, visit allblueallnil.com. 
see how we're supporting our student athletes. Wait, wait, is that all spelled? Seriously, is that all spelled out? All blue, all N I L. Yep. Okay. Com. So we took to, we took it off of you know when we were all blue, all in from a few years ago. Um, kind of made it our own. Um, we'll have we'll have some clothing later in the year. Um, I may just hook up our radio crew when that stuff comes in. I've known you all for a little while. Harper will still wear the logo from 12 logos ago, but, you know, we'll, we'll take care of them. All right. Good to see you, and uh, let's get out of here with a W if we can play better in the second half. Sounds good. Appreciate it, guys. All right. want to thank Mike Holmes, who's now working on behalf of uh, Georgia State Name Image Likeness. He and Gabe Mobley, and uh, appreciate all the work that they're doing. Panthers are down 21 nothing here at halftime. We're going to talk to uh, Christina Million from the Alumni Association coming up after this timeout. Two-minute break from Atlanta. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody, featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. Hi, I'm Brooke with Conditioned Ear Systems. Family owned and operated for over 35 years, we offer the best service in North Georgia for heating, air, and plumbing. This fall, install a new Train XV18 True Comfort Variable Speed Air Conditioner and receive a free Halo LED Induct Air Purifier. Give us a call at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us online at ConditionedEarSystems.com. Comfort you can feel, quality you can trust. Whether you're a recent graduate, a young alumni, or an older alum, stay connected to your alma mater by becoming involved with the Georgia State University Alumni Association. The Alumni Office offers a wide variety of programs and services to keep you in touch, informed, and involved. Associate Vice President Christina Million. Among our signature programs throughout the year, the Distinguished Alumni Awards, 40 Under 40 Honors, GSU Cares Day of Service, the Young Alumni Summit, as well as our Life Membership Program. Representing nearly 285,000 alumni across Georgia and across the globe, the Alumni Association is here to serve, engage, and enhance the GSU community. Connect with us online at alumni.gsu.edu or call the alumni office at 404-413-2190. This is head coach Sean Elliott. Gainesville's home for Georgia State football is 97.5 Glory FM. WGTJ Stadium, our Panther halftime show continuing. Sean Elliott, Georgia State in the locker room, trailing this one here to Appalachian State, 21 to nothing. Appreciate Mike Holmes dropping by to talk NIL. And now pleased to be joined by Christina Million, Associate Vice President, Georgia State Alumni Association. Our offices are next to one another, and it's always a busy time in the alumni office. We're heading into the holiday break here shortly, Thanksgiving and then Christmas, and then we'll hit the ground running again on the other side. But it's already been a very busy fall with some of the big, large signature programs that we had, like most recently distinguished alumni awards. Correct. We had some great programming this fall. A lot of alumni getting engaged back with Georgia State, so that's always an exciting time for us. 
Harper LaBelle is a member of the Colorado State Alumni Association. What kind of programs do they do out there and compared to what we do here at Georgia State? We count sheep <laughs> at night. That's basically Hey, Christina, what's easier, to swim in shark-infested waters or work with Dave Cohen? Which oh, ones, my which goodness. Ones, That's a which tough you, question, it really is. Harper. Uh, I don't I mean, know. you got to do – okay, so seriously, yes. um, what are some of the challenges that are easy? We can do this. This is not – I mean, there's so many alumni. 50,000 so uh, a semester. Um, I mean, there's so 285,000 plus. Correct. And of that, 200,000 are in Atlanta metro area. And how do we get tremendous. them connected – especially athletically to come out and to see the Panthers play that's been a challenge that has been a challenge and that is the million dollar question would you rather do that or shark infested waters (laughs) or work with Dave you got ABC you have choices I don't know um it the the thing is is it's I'm an, an alum of Georgia State so I am truly passionate about this school for so many reasons and so I want all of our alumni to feel that passion for Georgia State so just to show them all the great things that are going on at their alma mater that they might not even know about or they might not have experienced even when they were students. So really just providing programming and events that really speak to our alumni base and make them want to have that connection with their alma mater that they might have lost or that they just want to increase that connection. When Dave and I first started 14 years ago, we had Dr. Becker on, and what was one of the questions that we were able to get through to him? Because, you know, he had to know the answer to all the questions (laughs) beforehand. But how does the campus grow? And one of the things he said is, well, we've got to grow the amount of beds that we have on campus. We want people to be here and to be a part of the college experience. That was just one of many goals. How has it changed for you in the last 10 or 15 years, and how do you get what you're learning and seeing the goal of the school and get that out to the alumni so they're more associated with the updates and and the changes that are taking place on campus? Well, the largest change for our area is the number of alumni. We're now graduating close to 10,000 alumni a year, which was not happening 10 years ago. And so that is a huge change in the fact that our young alumni population is, it's exploding and it is outgrowing every other alumni area, obviously. So really connecting as a student and making sure they have that strong connection as a student and really keeping that engagement upon graduation. So we have a very strong young alumni council, a very strong young alumni program that really keeps them connected to Georgia State. So when they graduate, we don't lose them and then have to reconnect 10 or 20 years later so that's really the goal is to keep us and that's where georgia state is morphing and we see it every day because we're downtown there's close to eight maybe nine thousand students living on campus when i was in school here and i'm a 94 alum i know you graduated in 2000 2000. Mm -hmm. georgia state was almost 100 percent. well it was when i was here 100 percent commuter so now with the addition of all the on-campus housing and extracurricular activities like college football, students that come here, granted not all of them, but many of them are now having as traditional experiences you could possibly have in the middle of the seventh or eighth largest market in the country. That's exactly right. Yeah, that, and then up in Gwinnett County where I live, I'm seeing more and more bumper stickers and then alumni stickers in the windows of cars and all that, it's good to see, hey, there's another Panther. Hey, there's another Panther, That's right? Exactly and right. he's growing that. But the football team, obviously, you know, when they play better, it creates a whole campus that says, "Hey, we're we're connected. We're we're close." 
at the big schools like Ohio State, let's say Michigan, and there are a lot of alumni that live in Atlanta, a lot of Appalachian State people that live here. So what's next on the calendar for you? Well, as Dave mentioned, this holidays, we slow down quite a bit just because that's time for people to spend time with families and do all of their exciting stuff during the holidays. But that's we, called get away from Dave month. There right? you go. <laughs> oh, I will miss it. See, it's everybody. I everybody. know, right? Yeah. But January, we hit the ground running and we will start back up in January doing third Thursdays. And those are every month um, through the month of October. Then we have our big events in the spring. We have GSU Cares. Um, April 6th, we have our 40 Under 40 program, which is very exciting. And those honorees will find out who is the new class um, right before the holiday break for us. And so we have a, a lot of programming coming up in the spring. So please check our website at the uh, pantheralumni.com. Well, actually, it's gsu.edu slash alumni now, but yeah. uh, they both will get there. But... Um, Please check our website. Keep abreast of what is going on because we have so many programs, so many events, and I think there will be something for everyone. All right. Well, appreciate it. We're about to kick off the second half. I will see you on Monday. Sounds good. <laughs> Thanks for having me. All right. I want to thank Christina Million, Associate Vice President, Georgia State Alumni Association. 21 nothing here as we start the third quarter. And on the big return there, Milan Tucker off the kick return is going to return it up across the 20 up to about the 24-yard line. Appreciate Christina. Appreciate Mike stopping by and joining us here at halftime. Harper, that worked out well. We didn't have any highlights or a lot of <laughs> stats to talk about anyway no, at the we, end of the first half, we did, did we? We did not, no. Uh, but we had two wonderful guests that are so pivotal to Georgia State's success. So we thank both of them for being there. Right after the return, first down from the 23-yard line. Nate Noel in a running back. Aguilar, straight center of the field here. And here's the snap play action. Aguilar going to look to throw the football. He's got a man. It's there, and it's caught. And at the 45-50, 45-40. And with the ball is Dalton Stroman. Stroman's going to score a touchdown. He's going to score a touchdown on the first throw on the first series here in the third quarter 77 yards and it's now 27 to nothing Appalachian State leading Georgia State simple in route Dave just a simple little running and 15 yards down the field break it over the middle of the field again there's no safety in the middle and there's a nice catch and a missed tackle at about the 45 yard line the next thing you know everyone on Georgia State's defense is chasing down Dalton Stroman, the sophomore wide receiver who scores 77 yards later. Can you go get Mike and Christina and bring them back? Man. PAT is good by Tucker. And we've got a 28-0 Appalachian State lead over Georgia State here with 14.40 to go in the third quarter. Talk about dropping the hammer. Appalachian State has dropped the hammer right out of the gate here in the second half with that 77-yard touchdown pass play to Dalton Stroman. 14.40 to go, and Red Hat on the field already. 28-0, Georgia State trailing it. We're back at 60 seconds from Atlanta. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Lusab Kia Incoming is your hometown Kia dealership. 
What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia and Coming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia and Coming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. What a way to start the third quarter with a 77-yard touchdown pass play. Aguilar to Dalton Stroman. Panthers had a couple of three opportunities to make a tackle. Couldn't do it. He went all the way into the end zone for the touchdown, and it's now 28-0. These are the easiest drive stats I'm going to give you all day. One play, 77 yards, 20 seconds. And App State has thrown yet another uppercut here early in the third quarter. By the way, Georgia State basketball got a win on the road today in Kalamazoo over Western Michigan, 77-70. Congratulations to head coach Jonas Hayes and the staff of the players. They get the win on the road today in the Sunbelt MAC Challenge, and they're now 1-1. One we were with basketball Sunday and Monday up in Nashville. Lost a real heartbreaker to the Belmont University Bruins, 89-87. So they get a road win here today up in Kalamazoo. Again, congrats. And right now, Georgia State, huge hole to try to dig out of right now. Talik Williams back deep, awaiting the kickoff from Michael Hughes. And we'll see the offensive unit for the first time here in the second half. Booming kick into the end zone. Lands on the end in Panthers to my right. And Darren Granger and the Panthers will start this drive at the 25-yard line. First scoring drive for Appalachian State was four plays. It took a minute, 30 seconds. Second scoring drive right after that was two plays, 16 seconds. Third scoring drive, they go up 21-0, a minute and 30 seconds on four plays for there, and then one play for 20 seconds. They, they've had four drives of less than four minutes where they've got 28 points as a result. Time for Georgia State to answer. Talik Williams in motion, and the Panthers are just going to run it straight ahead with Marcus Carroll. How many times has he carried already today? That's his 25th carry, and we're early in the third quarter. Yeah. Well, you want to run the ball, I get that, but uh, now we need to we need to score. Second down at six after the four-yard pickup. Ball at the 29-yard line, and it'll be another handoff to Marcus Carroll off right tackle. Not a whole lot going there. Gets across the 30 up to the 31. That'll be a gain of two more. It's now third down and four. Carroll lines up just to the right of Darren Granger. Three wideouts here near side, that triangle formation. Carroll going to shift out here into the flat. Granger looking. 
got a lot of time, and now he's going to tuck it and try to run. He's going to throw on the run. He's got a man. It's caught Kadarius Thompson, and the Panthers pick up a first down. Good job by the offensive line to give Darren time, and he was finally able to locate Kadarius, who picks up his 12th catch of the season, and the Panthers convert. First down now at the 39-yard line. Granger, play action. Got to get rid of the football. Down the middle of the field into double coverage. And a flag on the play. On the coverage that time for Appalachian State, Nick Ross and Jalik Thomas. And the flag on pass interference there. on one of those two trying to keep up with Robert Lewis. I, I nearly thought that they would throw the flag on Robert because he ended up having to push a guy off of him in order to be able to go up and try to get the ball. Still haven't heard this official call there from Wayne Winkler. Either his microphone isn't working or it's just not worth his time to uh, make the call, but Panthers will have it at the 44-yard line now, 15-yard penalty. So Granger now, first and 10, 46-yard line. And again, they want to run the football with Marcus Carroll, and there's nothing, and I mean nothing, going there on the stop. Well, Montez Kelly, number 95, ends up pushing Avery Reese back about three or four yards, and that's right where the lane was that Marcus wanted to run in, and he just, they tangled up legs there. He really didn't get tackled as much as he did just trip and fall down, loss of four. Yep, second and 13 from the 49. Granger unleashes, and should be a pass interference flag there that was intended for Kadarius again yep. yep and DB just basically threw him to the turf well, the ball was high a good tackle or at least you know after the ball gets there Kadarius goes down quickly third and 13 now facing Darren Granger and the Panthers Carroll shifts out into the flat, wide out far side of the field. Snap coming up on third down, 12.40 to go here in the third quarter. Well, Appalachia State probably swapped out seven, maybe eight different players. Snap on the way to Granger. Marcus Carroll in motion to the far uh, to the near side of the field, and Granger escapes. One oncoming tackler going to throw it on the run, and it's incomplete. Intended for Jakari. Well, at the end it was intended for Jakari Carter. Georgia State just looks totally out of sync offensively. Well, good pass rush there by 97, Kevin Abrams Verwain. And he had Darren Granger dead to rights. But Darren ended up with uh, a la Randall Cunningham kind of spin and avoids it, but goes to his left-hand side and tries to throw up the middle and... There was just no way that he was going to get the ball to Ja'Carri Carter. It falls up short. Another incomplete pass, and unfortunately, another punting situation for the Panthers. And good punt by Cade Loggins inside the 10 and inside the 5 down to about the 4-yard line. thing about it is, even with a good punt and putting him in deep territory in their own end, they're coming up with some big plays, like the one that they scored on the last time they had the ball on a 77-yard Aguilar to Stroman touchdown play. We'll see if the Panthers can tighten things up defensively. Got immediate timeout. We'll take it with them. 12-21 to go third quarter. 28-0 Georgia State trailing Appalachian State here in Atlanta. Back in 60 seconds here on the Georgia State Football Radio Network. 
When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody, featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. Hi, I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. Georgia temperatures change like the score in a closed game. Let us help you be prepared for any season. This fall, install a new Train XV18 True Comfort Variable Speed Air Conditioner and receive a free Halo LED Induct Air Purifier. Give us a call at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us online at conditionedairsystems.com. Comfort you can feel, quality you can trust. Twelve twenty-one to play here in the third quarter. Today's game here at Center Park Credit Union Stadium is presented by Center Park Credit Union a community-minded credit union. Also by Lusop Kia, exit 14 on Georgia 400. 28-0, Georgia State trailing Appalachian State, trying to get that elusive seventh win, and we knew in the gauntlet down the stretch it was gonna be tough. They're at LSU next Saturday night against the Bengal Tigers in Baton Rouge, and they'll close out the regular season in two weeks on a Saturday, we believe Saturday afternoon in Norfolk, Virginia at Old Dominion. But just have got to try to get the offense churning a little bit more here in the second half. Yeah, speaking of Old Dominion, boy, they're having a tough time at Liberty just up the road here a little bit. Liberty ahead 38 to 3. About six minutes left to go in that ball game. 539 to be exact. It's 38-3. Liberty is beating Old Dominion. Nate Noel on that last carry. Picks up five, running in behind right tackle, second and five. Ball now moved up to the nine-yard line. App State left to right here in the third quarter. Three down defensive lineman for Georgia State. They're going to hand it off Nate Noel again off left tackle this time, and he'll maybe get to the ten. A little pushing and shoving going on. Well, Thornton Gentry, number 70, right tackle but he's not playing right tackle right now they move guys around a little bit boy if there wasn't a hold on henry bryan i don't know what there was and henry was just able to get a little bit of his backside into noel to knock him down would have been a tackle for loss but noel fights to get to the 10. third down and four aguilar looks over to the sideline along with nate noel Lone wide out over here on the near side is Caden Robinson. They stick two wide to the left. And the snap with three on the play clock. Aguilar four steps back. Dumps it across the middle intended for Robinson. It was a rush throw. It'll bring up fourth down and four. And the App State punting unit will trot onto the field. Javon Dennis with a great job coming around the outside. He and uh, Tylen Dunlop. Anthony Bloom also there. Anthony... Uh, coming off the field with his jersey outside of his shoulder pads. So I won't say there was holding because the referees didn't see it, so it didn't happen. But we force a punt. That's good. Low snap. Mitchell Lake, end over end kick. Jakari Carter just inside the 50. Georgia State will have pretty good field position after the punting situation with 10.57 to go. 
Top of the hour, stations on our radio network. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. From Atlanta this afternoon, this is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. This is Georgia State head coach Sean Elliott. You're listening to... Whether you're a recent graduate, a young alumni, or an older alum, stay connected to your alma mater by becoming involved with the Georgia State Unipathers from the 49-yard line, right to left here in the third quarter. Snap to Darren Granger. has got a man in motion, Jakari Carter, and they will run it with Marcus Carroll. Marcus is going to end up with 50 carries by the time we sign off this afternoon. Boy, he's pretty close to it, or at least on, on average. What we have right now is Marcus with... 27 this is his 28th he's got 86 yards prior to that carry picked up two additional second down and eight from the 47 yard line Granger out of the shotgun here's the snap now he's going to tuck it and I got an option pitch it Carroll's going to get hit right away immediately right there Christian Horn I'm sorry wrong uh, wrong 13 yeah Trenton Allen now who had the pick earlier yep just a good read. You know, they were ready for that play. You've got a receiver going down, and the tackler, Trenton, is uh, is a defensive back. He's just reading the receiver. He realizes he's not blocking me, so I'm just going to go up and make a play, and he does. Now third and 11. Granger looking. He's got time. Dumps it off over here to Marcus Carroll just at the 50-yard line. He barely got – he just got back to the line of scrimmage. It'll bring up – fourth down and eight and so the busiest guy in the building today is Cade Loggins the Georgia State punter Panthers on third downs today four of 14 Caden Robinson awaiting the punt standing back inside the 10 for the Mountaineers Loggins, end-over-end kick, going to take a Georgia State bounce inside the 15, inside the 10. And the Panthers will watch it roll down to the six-yard line. Media timeout with nine minutes and eight seconds remaining here in the third quarter. It'll be first and 10 from the six for Appalachian State on the other side of this timeout. We're back in 60 seconds from Atlanta. You're listening to the Georgia State Football Radio Network. This is head coach Sean Elliott. You're listening to Georgia State Football on WGTJ, Murrayville, Gainesville, and W248DL, Murrayville, Gainesville. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody, featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. Hi, I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. Family owned and operated for over 35 years, we offer the best service in North Georgia for heating, air, and plumbing. This fall, install a new Train XV18 True Comfort Variable Speed Air Conditioner and receive a free Halo LED Induct Air Purifier. Give us a call at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us online at conditionedairsystems.com. Comfort you can feel, quality you can Nine trust. Minutes, eight seconds to go, third quarter here in Atlanta, cold and drizzly. And right now, the hotter team is Appalachian State. They've got a 28-0 lead. Panther football on the radio network this afternoon, brought to you in part by 
Coke, zero sugar, and by Ford, more at Ford.com. We were just talking off air. How many bowl-eligible teams, Harper, there are right now in the Sun Belt Conference? Georgia State with the early wins already been bowl-eligible now for about a month. Yeah, if you can count James Madison, and really we can't, but there would be six. So Coastal has six wins coming into today. Georgia Southern, Appalachian has five wins. So if, if things finish the way they are right now, they'll be bowl eligible because of this win. Georgia State is eligible. On the western side of the conference, Troy with seven already. Texas State has six wins. Arkansas State has five, as does Louisiana. And Louisiana lost the other day, but they've only got they've got two games remaining to get one win. So uh, the conference itself is pretty solid in terms of the number of teams out of 14 that are eligible right now. Last year, the Sun Belt sent seven teams to a bowl game. Well, just think if James Madison were eligible and at 9-0, and oh, and they're ahead right now today, I mean, they would probably get a, a January 1 game if the, if the season ended right now. You'd have to include them just because... Their record say what it doesn't matter if it's the gator bowl or whatever bowl i mean you do the, the outback bowl doesn't matter i mean just for them to prove to the world how good they are play action aguilar coming out of the timeout connects with one of his receivers on the far side caught there by dalton stroman who caught that last touchdown that's good enough for a appalachian state first down up to the mountaineer 19 yard line we're inside of nine minutes to go here in the third quarter Josiah Robinson hustling to get out of get off the field in the sideline. There's a handoff to Nate Noel running off left tackle on first down. And he's dragged down Jordan Venzial in on the tackle there for Georgia State along with Ronald Cooper. And that'll push it up to the 21-yard line. Just a two-yard gain. Second down and eight now at the 21. Stroman a wide out here to the near side. Also wide out to Sean Davis. Well, you're going to see this game slow down quite a bit here for the rest of it. Yep. Andrew uh, Anderson Castle is in now at running back. They fake the handoff to him. They get it to Stroman. And Stroman gets drilled by John Trey Hunter. Yeah, nice tackle by John, by John yep. Trey Hunter. Well, well, you got a couple guys that are responding. Nice hit there. Boy, in a close ball game, that, that would have everybody in the stands on their on their feet to applaud. Three-yard pickup by Stroman, but just basically a hog tie. You pick a guy up and you get him off his feet, and you throw him down on his ribs. So nice job by John Trey Hunter. John Trey, Georgia State's leading tackler now with 75 this year. He's got one sack. We're gonna call timeout. We were out of position. Timeout. Georgia State, they're first. It will be 30 seconds. Ronald Cooper, I know, going late. I'm not saying that the timeout was called because of him, but he, we had uh, three receivers that we needed to defend on the far left side of the field, and we only had two out there. And the coaches talking amongst themselves, recognizing that there was a problem. We've had plenty today with deep balls. I'm sure Appalachian State would have exposed that. So a wise timeout there on third and approximately five yards to go. 
just a little bit more. All right, so third down and five from the 24 coming up here for the Mountaineers. App State goes with an empty backfield. Three wideouts to the left, two here to the near side. Aguilar, one step back, now going to step up, and he's going to run it himself across the 30 to the 31. He picks up the first down. Taiji Leach, who was in coverage, ended up having to come up to the line of scrimmage to try to hit Aguilar. And just as he crosses it, he gets it across the 30 and gets the first down at the 31. So Aguilar, realizing that the pocket around him was collapsing, does the next best thing. And we, you know, we were told he's he's a runner. He likes he's averaging 4.1 yards per carry. That's about what he got there. Snap on first down. Anderson Castle ran into Jordan Venzial. And that'll be good for about three yards. Second down and seven coming up. Six and a half to go. You're right, they can already, this at this point in the third quarter, can already be in that mindset that we're just going to run clock, keep the ball on the ground, and then keep yeah. the clock running. Get first downs. We don't need a big play anymore. We just need to take time off the clock and make it, almost mathematically impossible for Georgia State, no matter how many possessions they get, that they won't be able to score. Play action, and now tucking it. Now he's going to throw downfield. It's in double coverage, and it's intercepted. Jeremiah Johnson. Picked off Jeremiah Johnson. Panthers with a takeaway. Maybe that will. Rolling on the field is an interception for first down. Inject some energy into that Georgia State bench. The Panthers will get the ball back with six minutes to go here in the third quarter at their own 19-yard line. Pocket again breaks down, so good pressure there by the front four, forcing Aguilar to his left just a little bit before he gets to the line of scrimmage. He was going to get hit. I think he did by Taiji Leach as he was letting go of the ball. Now, Taiji didn't level him, but he did make contact with him, and the ball was underthrown. A nice job of Jeremiah Johnson of finding it, going up for one of those 50-50 balls and coming up with an interception and give the Panthers another chance here offensively from the 19. First down, here's the snap to Granger. Darren with a couple of receivers here near side. Pressure coming. He'll dump it off right across the middle to Marcus Carroll by the time Marcus turns around gets the ball and then turns around for yards after the catch he's got just too many white jerseys on him to make anything happen and really lost a yard on the play yeah, you set up a screen and there's no blockers so you got to wait for him and but Appalachian State's yeah. not going to wait they're going to tackle you second and 11 back at the 18 yard line here's the snap far hash Granger now going to look to put the ball in the air. One-on-one -on -one coverage. Robert Lewis goes up, makes the catch. Flag on the play. And a flag going to go. If it goes against Appalachian State, it'll be against the cornerback, nope, Trent Allen Yo. Us. They're, they're calling call that offense. on Robert? Wow. Offensive pass interference. Pass interference. Offense number one. Half the distance to the goal. Replay third down. Well, we've seen just about Correction, everything. Second down. We've seen just about everything today, haven't it's we? Unbelievable. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It, I mean, we shouldn't even we shouldn't even line up to throw the ball because the officials are going to not call anything that goes our way. There was no pass interference there. It's unbelievable. But Trenton Allen Yao ends up talking to the official and convincing him otherwise. 
Panthers all the way back at their nine-yard line. Drive started at the 19 after the interception. He'll go to Robert Davis again. I mean, not Robert David, Robert Lewis. Be great to have Robert Davis back here. On second and 20. Just a quick little hitch route. Pick up six now. Forward progress just outside the 15-yard line. But we still need to get it out to the 29. Long way to go for the Panthers. Third down and 14. Ball placed right at the 15-yard line. Granger looking over to the sideline. Peter Kikwata's a wide out along with Jakari Carter over here in the near side. Lewis a wide out, far side with Kadarius. Here's Granger looking. He's got time. Now he's going to roll out here to the near side. Got to roll out, got a flag thrown. Darren's got to try to get rid of the football. He does. Pressure was coming from the middle linebacker, Andrew Parker Jr. Montez Kelly also. I hope that's now. Holding, offense number 52. That penalty is declined, fourth down. Penalty assessed to Travis Glover. And they declined the penalty as you heard. And so the Panthers facing fourth down and 14 gonna obviously be forced to punt the football. The ball's back at the 15 yard line. So great job on the interception, but again, the offense just cannot seem to get in gear. I ended up watching Jakari on that one, and there were some times where he's just sitting in the zone. He's open, but Darren wasn't able to find him. Loggins with a punt. Caden Robinson signaling for the fair catch at the 41. And the Mountaineers will have it at their own 41-yard line with 4.23 to go here in the third quarter. Georgia State's defensive unit heading back out on the field. Again, Georgia State back in action. Next Saturday night, we'll be in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Georgia State and LSU from Death Valley. 7.30 airtime with our Panther pregame show. Countdown to kickoff. Kickoff just after 8 p.m. Again from LSU. That's why the second half is so important. Got to get the offense clicking here a little bit before you head down there. Here's a handoff, and it's going to go to the running back, Kanye Roberts. He runs on the left side. And nice pickup, seven-yard gain, second down and three coming up. They push it from the 41 up to their own 48-yard line. Now you're going to put, uh, deploy a tight end, and then you're going to run you know, to that side, the strong side, and pick up first downs. Well, he picks up another one, running off left tackle that time. Back-to-back -back runs by K uh, Kanye Roberts. 5'11", redshirt freshman from Tichy, North Carolina. First and 10, 47-yard line. And they'll hand it off again. He's going to run it right up the middle, across the 40, inside the 40-yard line, to the 37. Picked up nine there. Not quite a first down, but close. And Georgia State's going to signal and take a timeout. Timeout. Georgia State, their second. It will be 30 seconds. Coach Elliott does that oftentimes just to slow the momentum down. Remember, this is, a, to me, a repeat of what happened last year when we were up there in Boone. Yep. And Appalachian State's offensive line just took control. They ran in between the guards. They didn't even bother running outside the tackles. And six, seven, nine yards later, every play was a big one. And uh, we couldn't stop him. 
I mean, the amount of confidence that you see over there on that Mountaineer bench and the players that are coming out onto the field, it's just uh, they're on a mission. They're definitely on a mission, and uh, they're accomplishing it thus far here in Atlanta. They recruit here. They play hard here. They take a bunch of kids, and they go to Boone, North Carolina, and they turn them into football players. Second down at a yard. Roberts will pick up the first down off left tackle down close to the 35-yard line. He didn't get two, but he only he needed less than one. So first down from the 36, left hash again. Appalachian State going from left to right. Roberts remains in at running back. David Larkas is in at tight end. They're going to hand it off to Roberts again, and he'll get wrapped up and dropped by Henry Bryant. The transfer from Louisville. But again, if you're Appalachian State, your plan is working. Doesn't matter. Keep the ball on the ground and keep that clock running. We're yep. already close to the end of the third quarter. Late uh, additions into the ball game. You know, substitute a player, keeps the fresh guys in, keep everybody involved, and burn time off the clock. Snap, Aguilar throws down to the far sideline, and it's up there, and it was incomplete. Awfully close. In and out of the hands of Caden Robinson. Third down and 11 coming up here for the Mountaineers. Caden Robinson, three receptions here today. Only 18 yards. He does have a touchdown. App State. Four of eight on third down opportunities. They're facing third and 11 right now from the 37-yard line. Here's Aguilar. Steps up in the pocket. Throws on the run. Got a man. And it is caught by Robinson. Is that good for a first down? Looks yes. like it is. Yep. 26-yard line. Anderson Castle replaces Roberts now in the backfield at running back. Single setback. And they've got it at the Georgia State 25-yard line. Here's another pass play out on the flat. Caught there by Makai Jackson. And that's awfully close to another first down. That's a pickup of, I believe, of eight, maybe nine. And second down coming up with a minute 35 to go here in the quarter. Second and one. It was a nine-yard gain to the Georgia State 17. Just what good teams do, Dave. They, they make a catch. It's third and long, and you get past the first down marker not by much but you get the first down you keep the sticks moving first and ten ball thrown behind you you end up just making the catch and then falling down you end up falling forward you pick up nine yards instead of seven it's second and short second down in a yard snap on the way and i'm going to hand it off to anderson castle castle's got the first down running over people inside the ten and I think they'll place that ball at the 10-yard line. Hey, he just uh, outran, you know. <laughs> John Trey Hunter's right there face-to-face -face with him. And Castle ends up beating him to the outside and then turns it up once he gets in between the hash marks and the top of the numbers. Falls forward for a 7-yard pickup, and it's first and goal now. Ball's sitting right at the 10-yard line. 
Double tight ends to the left with Larkins and Gibbs. Miller Gibbs, a senior from Davidson, North Carolina. Castle remains in at running back. And it's going to be a keeper here by Aguilar. And he'll get tripped up as he comes across the 10-yard line. He fumbled. He fumbled. Isaiah Guy tripped him up. He got popped in the air. That's a fumble. Rolling on the field is a fumble covered by the defense. Well, recovered by... Take another look to see who actually recovered the football. Isaiah Guy caused the fumble with the tackle. The ball does come loose. I thought he was down. Isaiah Guy has had a heck of a ball game here today. It's yeah, under review. I think they said 43. Chris Davis. The rolling of a fumble was under video review. Chris Davis Jr., the outside linebacker. I think came up with it, but I uh, listen. I want Georgia State to get the ball, but I thought he was down. Well, a nice tackle. Who's the guy that dove down? I I can't. Dave's in my way. I can't see the TV. But it, was that John Trey Hunter? It hits him. No, it was Isaiah Guy. Oh, Isaiah knocks him. Okay, so the ball. The, the ball is hits still in the his ground. Position, hits the ground and pops out. But it's in the hand and it pops out as he hits the ground. So I'm not sure. Is the rule? The ground cannot cause a fumble. Right there where they've Whereas stopped the video. Isaiah Guy did a great job of getting him up in the air. He didn't do a full flip, but he was. He hits Aguilar, who's running on his own at about the knee, and pops him up into the air. And Aguilar ends up falling down. If he were diving into a pool, it would be he's got his arm stretched out, and he's going head first into the water with his feet way up in the air so the previous play is under review now have you having seen it and with stop action Dave do you still give the ball to the Panthers with what we're seeing on the replay yes I don't know my gut tells me the ground cannot cause the fumble well the Panther defense is sensing that they're not gonna be able to get the ball back they're back out onto the field after the video ball. review there was no fumble the runners forearm was down before the ball came loose it'll be second and goal at the nine-yard line now that's inaccurate because his forearm did not hit so <laughs> his forearm in the elbow no I disagree with that call the explanation would be that his hand hit the ground not his forearm but that's Wayne Winkler and he's got more authority than I do but I had a feeling that that was going to be the ruling from the first video replay that we saw this is the, the end of the, of the third quarter so they let the remaining time which was only 10 seconds play down and that'll take us into the fourth and final quarter here at a cold and drizzly Center Park Credit Union Stadium in Atlanta. It's been all Appalachian State today other than a couple of defensive highlights for Georgia State. Right now, Georgia State trailing Appalachian State 28 to nothing. We'll take the timeout. Fourth quarter on the other side of this two-minute break here in the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Lusab Kia Incoming is your hometown Kia dealership. 
What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia Incoming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia Incoming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. Panther fans, this is Georgia State football head coach Sean Elliott. Follow the Panthers all season here on 97.5 Glory FM WGTJ. Whether you're a recent graduate, a young alumni, or an older alum, stay connected to your alma mater by becoming involved with the Georgia State University Alumni Association. The Alumni Office offers a wide variety of programs and services to keep you in touch, informed, and involved. Associate Vice President Christina Million. Among our signature programs throughout the year, the Distinguished Alumni Awards, 40 Under 40 Honors, GSU Cares Day of Service, the Young Alumni Summit, as well as our Life Membership Program. Representing nearly 285,000 alumni across Georgia and across the globe, the Alumni Association is here to serve, engage, and enhance the GSU community. Connect with us online at alumni.gsu.edu or call the Alumni Office at 404-413-2190. Yard line coming up as we start the fourth and final quarter here at Georgia State. Today's game presented by Center Park Credit Union, proud sponsor of Georgia State Athletics and Center Park Credit Union Stadium. Center Park with a C, a community-minded credit union. Well. The ruling went in favor of Appalachian State. Unfortunately, Harper, as I thought it would, and they've got the ball at the nine-yard line. Yeah, you mentioned Center Park with the C. I, I, when I first saw this, I, I had to <laughs> double-check. Dave, after three quarters, Georgia State has 30 yards passing. I saw that. 30. Opposite 255 from I Aguilar. mean, if we were in the Bud Wilkinson 1950s Oklahoma Sooners, I would say that's a pretty fair number because you're rushing for 400 yards. But not Georgia State, not in 2023. In the middle of the season, or, you know, as the season's winding down, that's right. just a very surprising number to me. Second and nine. They're going to run it right up the middle with Castle, and Castle's in the end zone for a touchdown. He ran right over one of the Georgia State defenders. And it's now 34 to nothing. This is getting ugly. That was an ISO play where you just basically have a bunch of guys blocking. And then the hit there, Taiji Leach wasn't able to make. Well, he wasn't able to knock the ball loose or separate the, the runner from uh, Mother Earth. He ends up uh, getting run over. And it's 34 now to nothing with the PAT to follow. 11 plays. 59 yards the PAT is up and it is good time of the drive 
4 minutes, 27 seconds. And that'll lead us into another media timeout. Early here in the fourth quarter, Appalachian State 35, Georgia State nothing. And from Atlanta, we're back at 60 seconds on the Georgia State Football Radio Network. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody, featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. Hi, I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. Georgia temperatures change like the score in a closed game. Let us help you be prepared for any season. This fall, install a new Train XV18 True Comfort Variable Speed Air Conditioner and receive a free Halo LED Induct Air Purifier. Give us a call at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us online at conditionedairsystems.com. Comfort you can feel, quality you can trust. Fourteen fifty-six to go. Anderson Castle, nine-yard touchdown run. Again, time of the drive, 4:27. 11 plays and 59 yards on the time of the drive. And... It looks like it's raining a little heavier here at the stadium. I'm trying to look up into the lights and see. Well, there's a big cloud over the Georgia State sideline. That's for sure. It's like it's uh, raining only on Charlie Brown here. Because on the other side of the field, they are celebrating as if they're bowl eligible again. Their fans are on their feet. The players are celebrating. It's This is a... Uh, a whooping that they're putting on Georgia State right now. Appalachian State coming from Boone, North Carolina into the big city and every charge. Every time I think, though, we're at a point where we won't have to have a game like this, we have a game like this. And basically now three weeks in a row. Yeah. There's no room in a schedule for that. There's just none. It's the gauntlet. And we're going to face it every single year. Michael Hughes kicks it off. Talik Williams shading over. Calls for the fair catch inside the five. And it'll come out to the 25-yard line. Still a lot of time here in the fourth and final quarter. And again, we'll just see if the offense can get anything going here try to take some momentum into practice this week because uh, it's a tall order next Saturday night in Baton Rouge at LSU. Yeah, but this is a, a group on the other side of the field that knows you and they, they're just controlling every part of it. That kick right there is proof positive. They're, they're coaching. They're just they're a step ahead of everybody. Great the way they're kicking the ball. Tries to step up in the pocket. He can't run anywhere there's white jerseys all over them they're going to lose five five four with the forward progress but they're bringing five dave that's not that's not a blitz right they're just rushing five loss of four second and 14 ball back at the 21 yard line yep pocket collapses and now it's outside the sticks again 
Here's the snap to Granger. Two steps back. Darren going to throw. Got Talik Williams up close to the 30. Gets across the 30 to the 32-yard line. There you go. Not bad. Shy of the first down marker. And it will bring up third down. They get a, all, the, all the lost yards back plus some. But it's third and three. Forward progress to the 32-yard line. So nice little pickup. Would love to have that on first down. And the Panthers are going to go ahead and run the football with Marcus Carroll. He'll pick up the first down, running off right tackle across the 35, brought down at the 38-yard line. First down, Georgia State, Kevin Hagler, the defensive end for the Mountaineers, 36 on the tackle there. And they will place it at the 38-yard line. Georgia State left to right here in the fourth quarter. Down now 35-0. Here's the snap. Darren, pressure on the edge, unleashes the football. It's in the air, and it's caught! Robert Lewis timed it perfectly in what turned out to be double coverage. Another Georgia State first down across the 30 in Appalachian State territory. They're going to place it at the 26, a 36-yard pickup on a ball thrown really high by Darren Granger. Nice connection there between the two of them. First time we've seen it that for any play that big here in the ballgame yet. And Granger now going to throw on the run. And it's just off the fingertips of Kadarius Thompson. Even if he had been able to hold on, I don't know whether he would have had time to get one or both feet on the turf before he, momentum carried him out of bounds. You know, that RPO thing where you just give the handoff to Marcus keep it you roll out to the right and then because you're rolling out to your right the ball progresses when you're throwing it that way and Kadarius was about the seven or eight yard line running an out route snap snap on second and ten handed off Carroll Marcus at the 20 Marcus at the 15 at the 10 and he will get bumped out of bounds inside the five yard line they're going to place it at the four nice run there by Marcus Carroll another first down for Georgia State and the Panthers have been here once before at the four-yard line and fumbled the football. Let's see what they can do this second time around. That was all the way back early in the first quarter. Snap to Darren. And the handoff is going to go to Marcus Carroll. And between the tackles gets swallowed up by four, maybe five, white jerseys. Yeah, the first of which is Kevin Abrams Verwain, the big defensive tackle, only a sophomore. Pickup of one running in between the guards is what we're doing now. Ball's at the three. Second and goal, three yard line. Snap to Darren. Granger gonna roll out, gonna throw, got a man, caught touchdown. The Panthers get on the scoreboard, and it's caught by Talik Williams. Three yard touchdown pass. Darren Granger, Talik Williams over here, right side of the end zone, and the Panthers are on the scoreboard. And now trailing 35 to 6 with 11.57 to play. For Darren Granger, his 13th passing touchdown of the season. And for Talik Williams, that's his fourth receiving touchdown of the year. Here's the PAT. The kick is up by Rickman, and it is good. Correction, that was not Rickman, that was Diego Medina who kicks the PAT. Red Hat on the field. And we'll give you the drive stats on the other side of this media timeout. 35-7 now with 11.57 to go. Back in 60 seconds here on the Georgia State Football Radio Network. 
Lusop Kia in Cumming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia and Coming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia and Coming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. Georgia State football this afternoon, the radio network brought to you in part by Coke Zero Sugar and by Ford. More at Ford.com. Also by the Georgia State University Alumni Association and the Georgia State University Bookstore. Drive stats on the scoring play for Georgia State. Eight plays, 75 yards, two minutes, 59 seconds, three-yard touchdown pass. Darren Granger to Talik Williams. Well, we've had two drives that have resulted with red zone opportunities. We had a fumble on the second drive of the ball game. It gave the ball to Appalachian State. We would have had a touchdown in the lead, but a lot of things have happened since we just scored that touchdown, and Georgia State's trailing 35-7 here with just under 12 minutes to play here in the ball game. But the Panthers are on the board. Good for them. Offense has finally produced a little bit. Uh, long way to go. Tremendous. Uh... Georgia State number one is now wearing number 70. One is now 70. That would be either John Trey Hunter or Robert Lewis. Uh, I can't imagine Robert being on kickoff coverage. Right. So it's got to be John Trey. Let me see if I can see if it's John Trey through the binoculars. Yep. Well, we have two number ones out there. John Trey is. So maybe they Robert is. No. So we're going to, that, that to me would mean we're going to try to uh, onside kick here. Uh, that could be Robert. So they are going to try an onside kick. And it's going to be, there's a flag on the play. So we were offsides. Yep. And it was, the ball ended up just high in the air, caught by Caden Robinson. It went the 10 yards. It went about 14. They pick up the flag. Offside, kicking team, number 11. That five-yard penalty will be added to the end of the play. First down. So on the onside kick, the penalty, five extra yards for the Mountaineers. Clock at 11.57 to go here in the fourth. 35-7, Georgia State trailing it. And Joey Aguilar back in at quarterback. Roberts, the running back, gets the ball 40, 35-30. Open field, center of the field, finally dragged down by Jeremiah Johnson. First down run. Looks like Jotre may have gotten hurt in the uh, during the tackle and the Mountaineers have the ball 26 yards later on the Time run out by Roberts. For an injured player. 
They will place the ball right at the 20 yard line. Boy, where did that come from? <laughs> I mean, what a burst of speed there. Have we by not Roberts. seen that the last few weeks, though? Yeah. Yeah, these guys watch film. We'll talk about it when we come back. Yep. Got another media timeout with 11.40 to go. 35-7, Georgia State trailing Appalachian State. We're back in 60 seconds from Atlanta right here in the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Whether you're a recent graduate, a young alumni, or an older alum, stay connected to your alma mater by becoming involved with the Georgia State University Alumni Association. The Alumni Office offers a wide variety of programs and services to keep you in touch, informed, and involved. Associate Vice President Christina Million. Among our signature programs throughout the year, the Distinguished Alumni Awards, 40 Under 40 Honors, GSU Cares Day of Service, the Young Alumni Summit, as well as our Life Membership Program. Representing nearly 285,000 alumni across Georgia and across the globe, the Alumni Association is here to serve, engage, and enhance the GSU community. Connect with us online at alumni.gsu.edu or call the Alumni Office at 404-413-2190. Back here at Center Park Credit Union Stadium, 11.40 to go, 35-7 our score here. We got time to check a few other scores in the Sunbelt Conference. We always have time to check scores. Let's make sure it's updated the way that it needs to be. You give us just a second, folks. Well, we know the score here. James Madison is pulling away in Virginia against UConn. It's 30 to six in the fourth quarter. Troy is way ahead in Monroe. Troy 30, UL Monroe seven. In a game that started at 3 o'clock, so we're in the second quarter with 8-18. Coastal Carolina is at home in Conway against Texas State. It's 14-10. Coastal Carolina is ahead in that one. They just scored a touchdown a few moments ago. And a final from Liberty. The Flames end up beating Old Dominion 38-10. They had 14 points in the first quarter and added 21 additional. So they had 35 points at halftime, and they end up winning 35-10. to 10. Old Dominion gets a score in the fourth quarter to make it a little bit closer. Georgia Southern and Marshall tonight in Huntington at 7. Yep. And at 5 o'clock, so about 20 minutes, 19 minutes from now, South Alabama will host Arkansas State. All right, right here, it's a first down, ball at the 20-yard line. Clock running at 11.20 to go here in Appalachian State with the football. Robert stays in the ball game. Makai Jackson in motion here to the near side. Gives Aguilar two wideouts here to the near side. Using all of that play clock. Takes the snap and they'll keep it on the ground with Roberts. Roberts bumped off a tackle at the 10 at the 5. He's going to score a touchdown. 20-yard touchdown run. And Appalachian State just making it look way too easy. Well, the only person to touch Roberts was the back portion of their left tackle where he ran and bumped into him and then goes to the outside a little bit further. About the top of the numbers, he breaks it back to the inside. No one from Georgia State. If they're not going to touch you, I'm not going to go down. 20-yard touchdown. Point after attempt 
there by Hughes is good. And with 10.57 to go, Appalachian State has put a 42 spot up on the board. They now lead it 42-7. to Two-play drive, 46 yards in one minute. All by Roberts. Yep. Right at one minute, time of the drive. It's actually a long time for Appalachian State. Their first scoring drive, it took a minute and 36. Second drive, 16 seconds. Third drive with the touchdown, a minute 30. It's 21 nothing at the half. Their opening drive of the third quarter, 20 seconds. They had a four minute and 27 second drive. Two possessions ago, and then on this possession right there, as you said, one minute exactly. All right, since the second quarter at Louisiana, and I gave this stat earlier, we've now been outscored 138 to 48 in the last, well, the 14 quarters since the second quarter at Louisiana. That does not bode well, does it? No. All right, Hughes will kick it off with 10.57 to go. It's a high end over end kick. Talik Williams at the five, gonna return it, 10. Cuts right back up the center of the field, 20, and across the 25 before getting dragged down at about the 28-yard line. Boy, he had a full head of steam between the 10, 15, 20, 25-yard line. Got hit there and just basically uh, nothing further. Two or three different Mountaineers were able to bring him down forward progress to the 28 yard line the Panthers will start from there first down with 1049 to go different running back now for the Panthers KZ Adams haven't seen KZ but maybe once or twice this year it's gonna be a quick snap and a toss to Talik Williams running to the far side of the field turns upfield and picks up a first down as he gets across the 38, across the 40, and they run him out of bounds at the 43. Nice run there on that play there. Quick toss after the snap to Talik Williams. And Talik, who's got good speed, he and KZ are two of the fastest guys on the field, along with Jakari Carter. There's the snap. They're going to run it with KZ Adams. And I'm telling you, it's going to be tough for KZ to run in between the tackles. He's not big enough. Yeah, that's a, a weakness. Boy, he got a great block on that first run to get it to the 42 by Amon Green, but there, nothing up the middle. He's, he's, he's the smaller-bodied guy, so you want to get him out on the perimeter, don't KZ you? KZ is the kind of player for a screen pass. Quick pass, let his screens. speed. Yep, absolutely. You, he cannot run in between the tackles. Here's the snap on second down and nine. They fake the handoff to KZ, and it's going to be a keeper here by Darren Granger, and he's going to get swallowed up just shy of the 45-yard line. No gain. All that effort for no gain. For nothing. Yeah. Darren likes to call his number there. Fakes the pitch. Is there a flag? I didn't see a flag. There's. Oh, there is one back at the uh, right of midfield. Personal foul. Unnecessary roughness. Defense number 98. 15-yard penalty and an automatic first half. 98 is a backup defensive tackle. Jason Hurts out of Indian Trail, North Carolina. So the penalty benefits Georgia State, albeit a little late in the ball game. 
And the Panthers now first and 10 at the Appalachian State 40-yard line. Casey Adams stays in at running back. Now lines up just to the right of Darren Granger. Single setback. Three wide here near side. They're going to hand it off to KZ. And there's going to be absolutely nothing there for KZ Adams. Marcus Carroll, you can do that. He's bigger and he's a power back. KZ is not a power back in that, in that same way. Yep. I mean, we're not trying to be offensive coordinators. Just saying, here's, here's the smallest guy on the field. Why would you have him run in the same spot you have the biggest guys on the field stick them out there in the flats second down and eight 38 yard line and play action granger gonna look to throw gonna throw it across and it's caught and held onto by jacari carter running a crossing route at the 20 yard line boy that was a nice catch jacari going full speed on that deep crossing route ends up having to slow down and go behind him the ball was underthrown just enough to where he had to slow his momentum down and he he falls down right after he makes the catch but he gets the first down they mark it at the 19. here's the snap they're going to hand it off kz adams behind the right side of the line he's able to push forward across the 15 to the 14. And there kz ends up going right up the middle but able to break it to the outside just a little bit and use the speed in the gap to be able to make as many yards as he possibly can he picks up about six there yep. second and four 13 yard line man in motion is carter here to the near side and they're going to go ahead and fake the handoff granger's going to keep it he's going to get wrapped up and oh. drop back at the 19 maybe the 20 yard line they just read it perfectly jordan favors griffin georgia kid redshirt sophomore out of griffin was the first one to make contact with Granger. The funny thing, he's lining up on the far side of the field. You know, Darren trying to make something happen with his legs, but uh, let let the others do that. You know, we had the ball at the 13. Now it's back at the 18. Now third down and nine. Snap to Darren near hash. Granger looking. Going to have to step up. Got some room. 20, 15. Tries to cut to the outside. Gets to the 10. And gets run out of bounds at about the seven-yard line. Nice run there by Granger. Stops the clock with seven minutes, 17 seconds to go. And it's a Georgia State first down. Uh, Darren did a good job of stepping up into the pocket as it collapsed in front of him. And then he just plants his left foot and breaks to the outside after getting as many yards as he can before he had to evade somebody. And uh, that extra little push there after he planted his foot ended up getting him to the seven. Two wide to each side, Granger. Right away, going to tuck it and run, and he's going to get wrapped up around the waist. Still dragging some white jerseys with him, and he's going to get close to, to the, the one-yard one yeah. line. Yeah, Boy, if he scores on that, that'd be one of the great efforts. I thought it, it for sure they were going to stop him and the ball forward progress at the seven, but he kept his feet moving. He did not go down. You remember the greatest drag touchdown in Georgia State history? Which is the drag? Uh, Dragging when, guys with you when, into the end zone. Uh, when Shaq ends up on that uh, blocked extra point, he gets it about the two-yard line against Charlotte. Remember that? Yeah. No, I'm thinking of Arthur Bully Williams. Here's oh, the handoff. It's going to go to KZ Adams. Did KZ get in? No. Nope. He didn't give it to him. They did give it to him. He didn't get in. He's well, they gave – the referees did not give it to him. There's a uh, injured Mountaineer. 
95, that would be Montez Kelly, defensive tackle. I can't remember who was against. It was in the Georgia Dome. Remember Arthur Williams, the tight end? Yeah. Carried that guy. Two Bully, in. And then Brian Williams, his brother, yeah, who yeah. played for about 14 or 15 years here. At All right, here we go. State. Third and goal. And the snap to Granger. Nobody was moving. Here's the throw towards the end zone. It's caught. And a Georgia State touchdown to Robert Lewis. Did you notice nobody moved? Yes. For a split second? They were going on two, and if someone crossed the line, which they did, so we have a penalty. Outside, defense number 90. That penalty is declined. Result of the play you get the, touchdown. You get the free play. Yep. Which is great. Avery Reese snaps the ball. It was a little bit low, but uh, thank goodness Robert Lewis can jump because that was the 50-50 ball that he came down with. Georgia State has its second touchdown of the evening. One-yard touchdown pass to Robert Lewis. And the PAT is up, and it is good. 15 passing touchdowns on the year now for Darren Granger. Robert Lewis, his seventh touchdown reception. And the Panthers showing some offensive fight late in this football game. Only five and a half minutes to play. Now trailing Appalachian State here at Center Park Stadium. 42-14. Media timeout. We'll take it with a back at 60 seconds on the Georgia State Football Radio Network. When you're heading to Center Park Stadium and want to look your best in Georgia State blue, wear what the Panthers wear by visiting the Georgia State University Bookstore. Visit in person or online with locations on campus downtown, Alpharetta, Decatur, and Dunwoody, featuring the best selection of Georgia State apparel. Hear Georgia State football action all season right here on Glory 97.5 FM WGTJ. Hi, I'm Brooke with Conditioned Air Systems. Family owned and operated for over 35 years, we offer the best service in North Georgia for heating, air, and plumbing. This fall, install a new Train XV18 True Comfort Variable Speed Air Conditioner and receive a free Halo LED Induct Air Purifier. Give us a call at 1-800-AC-REPAIR or visit us online at conditionedairsystems.com. Comfort you can feel, quality you can trust. All right, 42-14 our score with five and a half to go. Panthers put together an 11-play drive, 72 yards, 526 time of the drive. Robert Lewis, one-yard touchdown pass. A couple of nice plays on that drive. The, uh, by the way, those Carter reception being one of them. That was uh, 19 yards. That was his first catch of the game. He's he doesn't have a whole lot else to talk about. Darius Thompson has one, Amon Green has one. So quite a few Panther receivers with only one reception. I'm sorry, Dave, I interrupted you. You were going to say something? Just learned via text from our sports media relations staff. That was touchdown pass number 51. For Darren Granger in his career at Georgia State, that ties him with Mr. Nick Arbuckle. Arbuckle. And Nick's still playing, right? He's up in Canada? He is. Ottawa Red Blacks. I know he started out this year as his as uh, the Red Blacks starting quarterback, but I'm not 
I'm not sure what his. Yeah, the four-letter network doesn't have a whole lot of yeah. uh, CFL highlights. All right, Braden McAllister is now handling kickoffs. And sends a booming kick into the end zone. It'll come out to the 25-yard line with five and a half to go here for the Mountaineers. Appalachian State 42, Georgia State 14. As I've said in the top of the broadcast in our Panther pregame show, this was the 10th meeting all-time between Georgia State and Appalachian State. Georgia State was certainly hoping to pick up the first win in that series. Uh, it's not going to be today. So if they're going to do it next year, We'll be back up in lovely Boone, North Carolina, which is not an easy place to play. Nope. And they're a young team. Yep. They are young. If you're Sean Elliott, you want to get the ball back. If you're Sean Clark, the head coach of Appalachia State, are you going to tell your guys, hey, slow down? Don't score so quickly? Snap Aguilar. And they're going to run it up the middle. Run play there by... 28, Mikel Haywood. 5'8 junior from Wake Forest, North Carolina. And the transfer from the Naval Academy. Have you been at the Naval Academy? I have not. I haven't either. I hear it's gorgeous. Just a beautiful place. I thought that uh, Army was. We went to Air Force that one time. We didn't really get a tour of anything. No. There's a lot of mountains up there and trees. Snap on second down and three. Oh. Here's the first down, 40-45. Mikel Haywood is going to pick up a first down and about 24, uh, 25 more yards. He gets across midfield, across the 40, and finally dragged down at the 37. Now you're going to see all of the Appalachian State substitutions coming in. Amani Marshall is going to come into the ball game. New quarterback. All the offensive lineman. Yep. David Hernandez, uh, a fifth-year senior out of Charlotte, is in now running the offense. First and 10, 37-yard line. And they're going to hand the football off again. Big run right up the middle. You see how you, you bring in guys that have got some size and some power. You can run in between the tackles. Well, you got a hungry group of offensive linemen that don't get to play much. That's Amani Marshall, yeah, the yeah. fifth running back. Uh, a junior from Winston-Salem, former his, Wake what's Forest his, what's player. His height and weight? Marshall, 6'2", 225. Yeah, it's a big dude. Right. KZ, who uh, KZ's a great kid, 5'8", 185. Second down and three, ball at the 30-yard line. And Hernandez is going to hand it off again, and it's going to be Amani Marshall. Third down and six coming up here for the Mountaineers. Well, Jalen Tate did a great job of getting across the line of scrimmage. And waiting for the handoff. He had to figure out who was going to get the ball. Is the quarterback going to keep it or is he going to give it to the running back? And then he does, gives it to Marshall, and he makes the play and ends up uh, with a tackle for loss, a three-yard loss on that one. Third down and six coming up here. Hernandez out of the shotgun. Marshall stays in at running back. 
using all of that play clock. We're at 2.35 to play in the football game. Snap to Hernandez. Keep it on the ground. Marshall running off right tackle. Going to get wrestled backwards. And on the stop there, Tylen Dunlap. Yep. Good job right Tylen. Sophomore out of Charlotte. Yeah. No gain. Now they gave him a yard. Sorry about that. So fourth down and five. What I imagine they'll do is let the play clock run down to about two seconds, then they'll call timeout or have a delay a game and back it up five yards, make it easier for the punter to try to get it inside the 20. We're at 10 on the play clock right now. App State has all three of their timeouts here in the second half. They're going to call it right about now. Timeout. App State, their first. It will be 30 seconds. Game clock operator, please reset the game clock to 1 minute 45 seconds. 1.45 on the game clock, please. This will, give a, this will give us time. Stations on our radio network, top of the hour. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. From Atlanta, this is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. This is head coach Sean Elliott. You're listening to Georgia State Football on WGTJ. Murrayville, Gainesville, and W248DL, Murrayville, Gainesville. 145 to play. They're going for it. I think an uh, act of class. Do you just take a knee? Give us the ball Here, back. Here's the snap. Hernandez are going to hand it off Amani Marshall, and he's going to get stacked up. And first one in there for the Panthers was Corey Warren, the redshirt freshman who transferred in from Coastal Carolina, who's originally out of Hoover, Alabama. Nice play there by the former Shanta Clear. Marshall got wrapped up, dragged down to the turf. Balls turned over on downs, first and 10 from the 35, coming up for Georgia State with 1.38 remaining. Well, good stop defensively. I said it would be an act of class. It wasn't, so they went for it on fourth down. They didn't get it. Akeli Colasurdo is in at quarterback now for go. Georgia State, along with single setback KZ Adams. Robert Lewis, a wide out to the far side. And Talik Williams here to the near side. We saw... We saw McKaylee in the Louisiana game. Here's a throw far side of the field. It's caught by Kadarius Thompson at the 40. Well, that ball was in the air long time. 40 yards from where he was on the left hash all the way to the right sideline. But uh, we picked up six there at both the 41. Second and four at the 41 with a minute 15 to go. McKaylee looking. Airs it out far side of the field, and that's going to be almost intercepted. Well, uh, he's had a good game, Trent Allen Yao. Yep. But, but that ball couldn't have hit him more in his hands. I think his hands were facing palm down when he went to catch that ball, and it hit the top of his hands. Third down at four now for the Panthers with a minute eight to go. What are we today from third down? We're seven of 18 on third down opportunities. Yeah, having a rough day. Yeah, not going to keep your offense on the field too long with, with those numbers. They'll keep it on the ground. It'll oh. be a run play. And Casey Adams initially able to stay on his feet. Finally brought down by Kevin Abrams. For Wayne. For Wayne. He's, yeah. not, he's a Marietta kid. You know, he played at Marietta High School, redshirt sophomore, and then transferred to Appalachian State from Garden City Community College out in Kansas. You know, we always talk about teams recruiting the Atlanta area. 
on the defensive side you got Ronald Clark from Buford Mill Creek Jordan favors out of Griffin Griffin High School Abrams Verwain out of Marietta High School yep. everybody recruits Atlanta Georgia yes they do if you're not recruiting Georgia you're not recruiting all right empty backfield fourth down we need five might be the final play of the ball game. Empty backfield. Here's the snap to McKaylee. Colasurdo rolling out, going to throw down the field. And it was intended for Casey Adams. It's out of bounds. I'll tell you what, you know who was, you know who had eyes on that one? Well, Jared Paul had his, he's a DB. He Jalik had, Thomas. He had his gold gloves all wrapped around KZ. And they're not going to throw a flag. They haven't all day. No. So on downs, Georgia State will give the ball back to Appalachian State. We're uh, one kneel down here from ending this day. Trying to see who's in it. Hernandez in at quarterback. All he's got to do is take the snap, one knee, and that's your ball game. So Appalachian State looks very 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 impressive here today and a lot of the coaches coming on the field is sean elliott sean clark again former teammates at appalachian state hug and shake hands at midfield final score 42 14. and i you know uh, is it safe to say that this game was really never in doubt from the time we fumbled the football in the first quarter? From the time of the fumble, yes. I would say that uh, there was no doubt, at least not on their sideline. They're just uh, a better football team. They're, they're uh, more focused, and they've got momentum on their side in terms of their schedule and how they've been playing over the last three or four weeks. Just two completely different campuses right now. We've got a ways to catch up. You know, we started out the season undefeated two three four and oh six and one at one point and now uh we're oh in our last three and it doesn't get any easier we got to go to baton rouge and then up to virginia to close out against a uh, a much improved old dominion monarchs football club all right well the panthers will make their way down and salute the georgia state football marching band and then they'll head into the locker room we don't have a sideline reporter today and i don't think i'd want to be the sidelines guy down there i thought i thought about it dave i thought about sending you down there to do it <laughs> come on you like me a little better than that <laughs> well yeah i guess you're right all right final score 42 14 georgia state drops their third consecutive football game and they lose it here to the mountaineers of appalachian state still have not beaten the Mountaineers in 10 tries. They'll have to try it again next year when they drive up the mountain to Boone. Our Panther postgame show comes your way next after this two-minute timeout from Atlanta. This is the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Lusop Kia and Coming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia and Coming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that 
that's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia and Coming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. Whether you're a recent graduate, a young alumni, or an older alum, stay connected to your alma mater by becoming involved with the Georgia State University Alumni Association. The Alumni Office offers a wide variety of programs and services to keep you in touch, informed, and involved. Associate Vice President Christina Million. Among our signature programs throughout the year, the Distinguished Alumni Awards, 40 Under 40 Honors, GSU Cares Day of Service, the Young Alumni Summit, as well as our Life Membership Program. Representing nearly 285,000 alumni across Georgia and across the globe, the Alumni Association is here to serve, engage, and enhance the GSU community. Connect with us online at alumni.gsu.edu or call the Alumni Office at 404-413-2190. This is the Panthers post-game show, a recap of today's game and a look ahead. Here's the voice of the Panthers, Dave Cohen. All right, thanks, Jeff. The Panther post-game show following a 42-14 tough loss here to the Mountaineers of Appalachian State. As I said, this is the 10th meeting all time, and uh, Georgia State felt good about it during the week, had a good week of practice, but uh, I don't know. Like I said to Harper, after the fumble at the four-yard line, and then, uh, what, two plays later when they took over, 61-yard touchdown run. This game was really never in doubt. Georgia State now 6-4 and four overall and 3-4 and four in Sunbelt Conference play. Appalachian State has now won three straight, and they score a lot of points. As I said, they scored 48 in their win over Southern Miss two weeks, and now three weeks ago they scored uh, yeah, three weeks ago. They scored 31 last week in their win over Marshall. And they put a 42 spot up here in Atlanta this afternoon in a 42-14 win. They're now 6-4, and four, so they are now bowl eligible. And they are 4-2 and two in league play. Harper, look at the stats. Well, you mentioned, you know, our, our first possession we punted. They punted on their first possession. We get down to the four-yard line. As, as you said, it was first and goal from the seven. And then they scored, and we answered with a punt. They scored again, we answered with a punt. You know, we were just not able. We had chances, but we weren't able to do anything. But uh, complete domination, if you want to put it that way. 509 total yards, 255 passing, 254 on the ground. They had four penalties, 18 first downs. They were 5 of 10 on third down. Uh, they put the ball on the ground three times, uh, but there was only one of those that was lost. Time of possession is where Georgia State actually did a little bit better. 27 minutes and 5 seconds for Appalachian State. They did have two turnovers today. They were 0 for 1 on fourth down. They ran 60 plays. And let's take a look at some of the individual achievements. Aguilar, their quarterback, ended up 14 of 21, so 66%. He had 255 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Uh, on the ground, Nate Noel, running back, 10 carries, 86 yards for him. He had a touchdown. 
Kent Kanye Roberts had nine attempts, 77 yards, and a touchdown for him. Mikhail Hayward had four res- uh, four carries for 45 yards. David mentioned earlier that Anderson Castle weren't even sure how much he was going to play. He had six carries for 26 yards. One of those was for a touchdown. So they totaled six different rushers, 39 carries, 254 yards, and three touchdowns on the ground. Receiving-wise, Caden Robinson had four receptions for 29 yards, one of those being a touchdown. Makai Jackson had three receptions for 98 yards, one of those for a touchdown. Stroman had three receptions for 93 yards, one of those for a touchdown. A total of 14 receptions, 255 yards, three of their six touchdowns were through the air. Now for the good guys, Georgia State, a total of 260 yards, 121 in the air, 139 on the ground. We had six penalties for 69 yards here today. Total of 17 first downs. We were 7 of 19 on third down. We were 1 of 2 on fourth down. We ran 78 plays, and we only averaged 3.3 yards per play. So 3.3, that means you punt a lot. It just is what it is. Red zone, we had two of four opportunities. Time of possession, we had it for 32 minutes, 55 seconds. Uh, two turnovers today. We had one fumble. We had no sacks. Darren Granger was 15 of 28 for 115 yards. He had two touchdowns and one interception. His completion percentage was 54. McKelly Colasorto was one of three. He had six yards there, adding 16 of 31 total, 121 yards in the air, two touchdowns. Marcus Carroll was the leading rusher, 34 carries. Dave, you said he was going to try to get to 50. When you think about it, Darren Granger had nine carries, and Casey Adams had four, so it would have been pretty close to 50 if he had actually carried each and every time. But 47 total, 139 yards. That's right about our average, but obviously not enough here today. No touchdowns on the ground. Talik Williams had six receptions for 32 yards. He had one of those, ended up being a touchdown. Robert Lewis had four for 50 yards, one of those being a touchdown. And Thompson, Carroll, each had two receptions, 14 and four yards. Jakari Carter had one for 19 yards. Amon Green had one for two yards. So a total of 16 receptions, 121 yards in the air, two touchdowns. That's a look at our statistical information on this game. Back to you, Dave. All right. We'll take our final break here in our Panther postgame show. We'll come back here. A few audio highlights. Didn't have a lot today, as you might imagine. And uh, Harper will check the Sunbelt Conference College Football Scoreboard, and we'll just take a quick preview into what's next for Georgia State football. They lose it here today, 42-14, uh, to Appalachian State. More of our Panther Post Game Show coming up after this two-minute timeout here in the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Loose Hub Kia Incoming is your hometown Kia dealership. What does it mean to be a hometown dealership? We believe it means giving back to the community through sponsorships and donations to local schools and nonprofit organizations. It means putting our focus on customer satisfaction before, during, and after the sale, more than just making the sale. We'd like to think that this is why we have the highest Google rating of any other Kia dealership in the area. At Lusab Kia Incoming, we're proud to sell some of the most stylish and reliable vehicles on the road with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Now that 
That's peace of mind. Right now at Lusab Kia Incoming, we have our largest inventory ever of Telluride, Sportage, Seltos, Carnivals, and the hot new EV6. We're excited to be a part of the community, and this month we're offering an additional $500 for your trade. So come visit your hometown Kia dealership and experience world-class customer service at Lusab Kia Incoming online at lusabkia.com. Whether you're a recent graduate, a young alumni, or an older alum, stay connected to your alma mater by becoming involved with the Georgia State University Alumni Association. The Alumni Office offers a wide variety of programs and services to keep you in touch, informed, and involved. Associate Vice President Christina Million. Among our signature programs throughout the year, the Distinguished Alumni Awards, 40 Under 40 Honors, GSU Cares Day of Service, the Young Alumni Summit, as well as our Life Membership Program. Representing nearly 285,000 alumni across Georgia and across the globe, the Alumni Association is here to serve, engage, and enhance the GSU community. Connect with us online at alumni.gsu.edu or call the Alumni Office at 404-413-2190. All right, our Panther postgame show continuing from Center Park Credit Union Stadium. Final score, 42-40. We had a few audio highlights from today's game. Panthers missed a golden opportunity early on after App State won the coin toss and deferred. Again, three and out on their first possession. Second possession, the drive got all the way down to the four-yard line, but Marcus Carroll on the uh, handoff, not able to hold on. The Panthers fumbled the football and recovered by Appalachian State. They take over, and uh, two plays later, Nate Noel runs it 61 yards back down the far sideline, the left sideline, for a 61-yard touchdown run. It was actually on the fourth play of that drive after taking over after recovering the fumble. Four plays, 92 yards, minute 36. That was the only scoring in the first quarter. Appalachian State took a 7-0 lead into the second quarter could you feel the momentum change when he did that too he's sprinting down the sideline his whole bench everybody was following him down even the coaches that was amazing and uh you could see that just kind of took them into a different level for the rest of the ball game sure did and it all works in appalachian state's favor because there was no crowd here today no energy from the crowd onto the field nope. you know for the benefit of the players yeah. might as well have been a home game or a road game excuse me right you game, just yeah. felt like Whatever whatever energy was on our sideline just dissipated with that 61-yard run. But it was a yep. Appalachian State 7-0 lead heading into the second quarter. Quarterback Joey Aguilar put together a long drive, Harper. Two plays, 49 yards in 16 seconds. <laughs> yeah, just 16 Mac whole seconds. Yeah. Makai Jackson, 44-yard touchdown pass. The PAT was good. Appalachian State had a 14-0 lead. Then Aguilar... 45 yards to Makai Jackson to the 12, and then on the next play, a three, uh, well, actually a couple plays later, a three-yard touchdown pass to Caden Robinson. And you pointed this out earlier, uh, four plays, 52 yards in a minute 30, and at that point it was 21-0. Isaiah Guy recovered a fumble at the 29, but then uh, Trenton Allen Yo uh, Yao intercepted in the end zone, and the Mountaineers took a 21-0 lead into the locker room at halftime. In the second half, 
Joey Aguilar put together another long drive. One play, 77 yards, 20 seconds, 77-yard touchdown pass play to Dalton Stroman. All these pass plays, and you're writing them down, and I'm writing them down as we're going along, were all mostly under 90 seconds. All these touchdown drives, That's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. The, the scoring yeah. drives were all, all like under 90 seconds. The first big play for Georgia State, from an audio highlight standpoint, was made by the defense. And this was in the second quarter. I mean, uh, yeah, second quarter. And uh, Jeremiah Johnson came up with an interception on this play and took it to the 19-yard line. Play action. And now tucking it. Now he's going to throw downfield. It's in double coverage, and it's intercepted. Jeremiah Johnson. Picked off Jeremiah Johnson. Panthers with a takeaway. Maybe that will... Inject some energy into that Georgia State bench. The Panthers will get the ball back with six minutes to go here in the third quarter at their own 19-yard line. So, again, the interception there in the third quarter didn't really inject much energy into the sideline. It was uh, 28-0 at that point in favor of Appalachian State. How about 35-0 Anderson Castle, the third running back of the day that we saw nine yard touchdown run capping an 11 play 59 yard drive 427 off the clock pat was good 35 nothing the score georgia state finally got on the scoreboard here in the fourth quarter darren granger led the panthers on an eight play drive 75 yards two minutes 59 seconds time of the drive they got all the way down to the three yard line and then uh darren took the snap and found number 16 talik williams in the in the corner of the end zone second and goal three yard line snap to darren granger gonna roll out gonna throw got a man caught touchdown the panthers get on the scoreboard and it's caught by talik williams three yard touchdown pass darren granger talik williams over here right side of the end zone and the panthers are on the scoreboard and now trailing 35 to 6 with 11:57 to play Again, that was the 13th touchdown pass of the year for Granger and for Talik, his fourth touchdown reception of the season. That made it 35-7. Kanye Roberts, again, another one of these long, sustained drives. (laughs) Two plays, 46 yards, time of the drive, exactly 60 seconds, and he scored on a 20-yard touchdown run. Throw in the PAT, and it was 42-7. And our final highlight... Darren Granger, late in the ball game, 11-play drive, 72 yards, got all the way down to the one-yard line, and Granger took the snap and was looking for number one, Robert Lewis. And the snap to Granger, nobody was moving. Here's the throw towards the end zone. It's caught, and a Georgia State touchdown to Robert Lewis. Did you notice nobody moved? (laughs) We noticed it. As I, as I mentioned there, too, it was the 51st touchdown pass by Granger. That ties him with Nick Arbuckle. Again, uh, 42-14 the final. It's uh, about to turn into LSU week. Both teams, Appalachian State, Georgia State, 6-4. and four. Mountaineers now 4-2, and two, Georgia State 3-4. and four. And again, the scary thing about this, Harper, is this is every year in the Sun Belt Conference Eastern Division. They come in here with five running backs who can all do some damage. And We're not going to be able to run Marcus Carroll 
50 to 60 plays a game. And a two-deep roster of offensive linemen that are all six foot four and weigh about 310 pounds. Yep. And uh, they're young. You know, they're younger guys. Well, you mentioned LSU. They're playing Florida in Death Valley here at 730. LSU is 6-3. and three. They're 4-2 and two in the SEC. But uh, we go there to Baton Rouge for our next ball game. But uh, that game's at 730. Games that are in action right now. Coastal Carolina at halftime is ahead, 21-10 against Texas State. South Alabama early in the first quarter has a 7-3 lead against Arkansas State. Games that take place a little bit later tonight. Marshall is at home in West Virginia against Georgia Southern. Uh, finals here. Troy goes to UL Monroe in Louisiana and beats them 45-14. to That's the final there. Liberty is a 38-10 to winner at home against Old Dominion. James Madison, boy, they opened it up. First quarter, it was 3 nothing. It ended up being 44-6. to That's the final there against the University of Connecticut. UConn Huskies are now 1-9. James Madison is 10-0. Appalachian State here against Georgia State. The final here, 42-14, as Dave will mention in just a moment. And Southern Miss ends up going on the road to Louisiana and Lafayette. They win 34-31 against the Raging Cajuns. And that was on Thursday night. Ticket smarter, smart play of the game. I'm just going to give it to Darren Granger for the 51st touchdown, tying him with Nick Arbuckle. We don't have... We don't I thought Isaiah Guy was going to be one of those guys that you were going to... Uh, he had a really good game defensively. Yeah. But Darren, yeah, well, I'll give it ties, to Darren. You know, he ties a record and yeah. Uh, yeah, does a great job. All right, as I mentioned, uh, it's now LSU week after uh, after this one, and then I don't want to look too far ahead to uh, two weeks from now. At well, we're Old not Dominion. coaching staff. We can look far. Well, we, can we look we, ahead. We can, but I mean LSU is, you know, initially you look at that, and a lot of times you play these games early in the season. It might be your like last year at South Carolina. And then home to play North Carolina. This year, the way the schedule worked out, uh, you're going to LSU late in the season. I, I'm, I'm a little worried going in there the way we have played the last three games. Yeah. Well, we played at Alabama, remember, the week before Thanksgiving, and they had Auburn the following week after playing us. And you're talking the first year of Georgia State yeah, football? the Cam, the Cam yeah. Newton-Auburn game. So... No, no, you're talking Alabama. You say Auburn or Alabama? Well, Cam Newton's oh, Alabama yeah, yeah, game yeah. against or okay. uh, Auburn game against Alabama. That was the uh, the week after we see we softened them up. Right. That's what we did. You believe me now, don't you? I, oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. And then yeah. they were yeah, we, we they softened were, them up. They right. were so vulnerable. And Cam just goes, you know, they get behind what, what twenty-eight nothing, whatever it was, and they come back and they win the ball game. So that's. Uh, Whoever plays LSU after us, what would that be? Texas A&M, I think. Don't they close the season against the Aggies? I'm not sure. Well, I know you don't want to. Do, do you want me to do a University of Georgia score no. right now, Dave? No, no. You're not feeling it. No. Well, but let, let's say goodnight to all of our uh, wonderful listeners. Well, no, I'm just saying it's LSU week, and they're going to yeah. have to have a heck of a week of practice in order to to get ready for that game. Absolutely. We should have had a heck of a week of practice this, this well, week, but this uh, is true. you can only do it one week at a time. So. Go Panthers. All right, well, congratulations as well to uh, Georgia State basketball. They picked up a win on the road in the Sunbelt MAC Challenge game up in uh, Kalamazoo, and uh, they beat Western Michigan uh, by a 77-70 to 70 score. So they'll be headed back to Atlanta tonight, and we'll get ready for uh, game number three of the season. Georgia State men's basketball now 1-1 one one on the season. Women's basketball picked up a win over Western Michigan last night at the Georgia State Convocation Center, so congrats to Gene Hill on the win there. Our final score again here, Georgia State 42, 
<laughs> I wish. Appalachian State 42, Georgia State 14. Again, the Panthers now 6-4, and four, and again up next on the schedule. Georgia State hits the road to Baton Rouge, Louisiana. First meeting ever with LSU coming up Saturday night, November 18th. 7.30 airtime with our Panther pregame show countdown to kickoff, and we'll kick it off just after 8 p.m. Eastern time from Death Valley at Baton Rouge. Tonight's broadcast has been authorized under rights granted by Georgia State University to Van Wagner. The accounts and descriptions of this broadcast may not be retransmitted in any form without the express written consent of Van Wagner and Georgia State University Athletics. I want to thank our broadcast crew uh, this afternoon and this evening. Jeff Walker at the studios of our flagship, 50,000 watt, 88.5 FM, WRAS. Mike Wofford at the studios of WGTJ, 97.5 FM, 13.30 AM, Gainesville, Georgia. Freddie Howell at LowCountryRadio.com in Savannah, Georgia. Joe Powers at WRBJ Radio out of Dublin, Georgia. Our on-site engineer, Rick Shaw, technical assistants, Robert LaFour. So for Harper LaBelle, Dave Cohen saying good night from Center Park Stadium in Atlanta. Until next Saturday night from Baton Rouge, you've been listening to the Georgia State Football Radio Network. Thank you for joining us for Georgia State University Panthers football. Made possible in part by Center Park Credit Union, Ticketsmarter.com, Northside Hospital, Ford, and Coca-Cola. Join us again for more Sunbelt Conference action right here on the Panthers Radio Network. information you need for you and your family is on 97.5 Glory FM. Now, the latest from GNN, the Georgia News Network. I'm Stephanie DeLuca. Some good news for veterans here in Georgia and across the country. As Brian Shook reports, the White House is announcing expansions to veterans' health care. As the nation observed Veterans Day on Friday, officials announced there would be changes to their health care benefits, as well as the creation of a task force designed to protect vets from scams. Beginning this month, all World War II veterans will have access to no-cost health care services, including nursing home care. The VA will also expand health care accessibility for veterans exposed to toxic chemicals. I'm Brian Shook. Federal and state investigators here in Georgia are investigating after a letter containing fentanyl was sent to the Fulton County Elections Office this week. Trey Thomas has more.